This episode is brought to you by marketing consulting firm, The Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing, LLC, where creativity meets business. You can check us out at www.theblm.com for more information on how we help local artists and creatives maximize their business presence. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love, No Fear Podcast. Hey, It's hey. the All Love, No Fear Podcast. Hey. Check hey. us out. Hey. It's the All Love, Oh, No Fear Podcast. Podcast. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All Love, Oh, No Fear Podcast. Hey. Welcome to the whole of No Fear Podcast. Hey, y'all. Uh, we here. Podcast. Podcast. In case you are not clear where you were at or what you were listening to, this is a podcast. Um, as Mark said, the All of No Fear Podcast specifically. Um, podcast. Specifically. Podcast. Um, with me, your host, KB, and... Me, Mr. Mark, Metapoetic Bennett. That is me. Yeah, it is you. <laughs> that is correct. I'm like, all this yellow podcast, podcast, podcast. Now it's time to introduce you and you all, you're not even paying attention. Just look at you. Look I'm, at you. I'm paying attention. Were you? Yes. Mm, seems like a lie, but okay. Cool. How you doing? Um, I'm good. No, um, no complaints here. Uh, Week was good. Um, active. Yeah, it was a very good. active week. I would agree with that. Very active week. Um, I had to get a little few things done. You were um, in the streets. You're going to the streets. The streets are calling your name. Doing you know? your own business. It's it's like it's in that like work workplace work stage for the new um trying to get the uh the job, finish the job and everything before you get paid for it. Mm-hmm. That's, Mark that's, said, I've been getting to the money. Yeah. So, so like, Everybody that phase is, is cool. You're getting work done, but you kind of like, but the money come. So, money falling. So, it's, it's like a lot of jobs I've been getting, I've been doing, waiting for the, banana fall on you. Waiting for the completion to get the completion, completion money. So, that's, that's what I'm doing. So hopefully, when you get the money, you're gonna be like this. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to. <sighs> How boring. Okay. How boring. After all that, and you just just gonna put it in your bank account, just very very boringly. Yes. Oh, that's very unfortunate. I was hoping, I was hoping for a money spray. You're hoping for um, you to just go hard with the money. Yeah, I was hoping for a dashing of sorts, and that apparently is not. What's getting ready to happen here? So okay, but good thing I asked before you disappointed me. Um, I'm more confused about why you expected that to happen, but you know. I mean, I just feel like you know you were doing all this work. It's been so time consuming. Blah 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 blah. That the celebration would be the dashing, even if you put it in your bank account like afterwards, just like the celebration of the dashing of it, and then you could put it away. Like that would be. I feel like that's an appropriate like series of steps, but you you clearly don't share my feelings, so uh, just gonna move on. That's fine. Come closer, please. Come 
close to me. I'm not sure how well they can hear you. I want to make sure they can hear you well. It could be fine, but just to make sure. No, this world is crazy. What's it without you? What? Is that common uh, in, in, in Mary J. Blige? I can't let, think right now. Let me Google um, but, that's um, who I think it is. I think that's the video I see in my head, but But um shout out to the people on the YouTube, on the Spotify's and the other streaming platforms that I don't feel like mentioning right now. Yes, it is common in Mary J. Blige. All of the platforms. Yes. Thank you for, for joining us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling the friend. We appreciate y'all very much, Lee. Very, very much, Lee. Yeah. Very much, Lee. Thank y'all so much. Yep. Sorry, I gotta stop with the random, the random songs. Hey, my God is good. Oh, hey. All right. Yeah, so let's um, get into this. We over here just being slack. <laughs> Very slack today. I don't uh, know what's going on. <laughs> so let's, let's get it together. Let's get right into it. Yes. The um, icebreaker, as we are just. Not the icebreaker. That's we, rude. Do we not break the ice? I can't with you. So let's, let's break the ice. Hey, y'all. Uh, what we talking oh, about? How, how was your week first? How was my the, week? Uh, it was. It was cool. Uh, I started classes or like work for this doctoral program officially I can't see for this doctoral program officially this week and uh, I have deep regrets about signing up for this but you know whatever I guess I'm going to have to uh, just build my bridge and get over it because I did this it was me I did this it's it's. why didn't nobody explain how much this is going to be I feel I feel like people did not really give me the full breakdown in the way that they needed to. And it's upsetting me and my homegirls, honestly, because I realized that for the next four years, my ability to be outside will be severely limited. Yes. Because outside is for people who don't have school. Mm. And I, I'm not one of those people. Yeah, I was telling you before, I was like, I think the issue is you usually take classes. Mm-hmm. So you might like, oh, it's like these classes. It is not. It is not. It is not. Like the amount of articles that my guy had up on the thing, I was like, Mr. Sir, Mr. Sir, what what are I supposed to do with this here? Huh? Apparently read and write response papers. So uh, that's what I've been doing. Uh so I had a great summer run. Um, it was really nice. I went to a lot of places. I saw a lot of things. I did a lot of things that I don't normally do. I had a lot of new experiences, but uh, that's sort of over. So um, yeah, because for the next, what, two or three summers, I will be taking classes. So yeah, I mean, what a thrill. So excited about that. So excited. It seems that way. I yeah I don't blessing bless you thank you um but let's get right into it because I, I feel like we're we gotta get into it yes let's get into it um I'm not sure why we having such a slow start today that's what I'm saying I'm like I feel like it's we're, we're dragging a little bit yeah I'm like are we tired I mean like I'm always tired but I'm like are we tired <laughs> so are we like, tired? let's 
let's jump into it. Yeah, like I don't know if yeah, I feel like twenty six episodes is a lot for a season. Like I think we just get we just get real tired towards the end. Like it'd be a struggle. Yeah, like next season we can't do twenty six episodes. We gotta we gotta have a conversation about shortening it. It's, it's the last one, so tell me. Yeah, we can we can maybe maybe cut it to twenty. Cause I feel like round about episode 15 is when I start being like, oh, all right, that's enough. So if I'm at episode 15 and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's enough. Only five more and then I'm done. So that's that on that. So yeah, let's get into this week's love it or lose it. So love it or, or lose, lose it. it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, 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 love it or lose it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, 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 hey,
yeah, the math isn't going to math on that one. Correct. So it was like, I guess 10, 10 is yeah. the option. Um, also, I didn't know what you're going to, you're going to order the other sides. Right. I was right. just going to get the wings. <laughs> Right, but I was like, I can't just eat wings. Like, that's crazy. No, no, I was going to get fries, but I didn't know you can get other sides also. Yes, I did get a side of macaroni and cheese because I was like, I mean, I... She forgot. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty (laughs) much. She forgot that it's it's insane. It's a lot. It's a lot. (laughs) And so... It was delightful. I had a great time. Avery came with us. She had a blasty. Um, It was great. Um, But yeah, I... Going forward, um, I will be more mindful because I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before, but like me and Hennessy Wings have a like a love hate relationship, and and it's not, not not hate hate is dramatic, but like I have deep regret about something that happened many years ago, and there's nothing I can do about it now. But I think about it and I get a little salty on the inside. So we had gone to Dallas BBQs um, years ago in the winter time. I remember it being quite cold when we went. Um, and we had, we had gotten our food, we had paid, I had some like three extra wings from whatever I had ordered and I was going to pack them up. I was going to take them home. I had plans for those wings the next day. I went downstairs. You must've walked half a block. And I was like, damn, I left my wings on the table. I came back, table cleared off. I was like, so, uh, what happened to the thing? He was like, oh yeah, we threw that out, honey. That's gone. That's over. And I've never, I've never gotten over it. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still deeply traumatized by the fact that I left perfectly delicious, perfectly tasty Hennessy wings on the table to be thrown out. Like no one else even enjoyed them. Like they were just in the garbage. Yes. Gone. And that hurt my feelings deeply. And that was, that was probably like seven or eight years ago, maybe more. And I'm still traumatized by it. Yeah. In response, it, it was by Port Authority, so I'm sure that one Yeah. Keeps keeps things moving. Yeah, they weren't playing around. That the one by forty second street is like it never Yeah, they're like, all right, next people. Let's yeah, go. the table turnover is real. Yeah. <laughs> they, so, they, they don't have time for your Yeah, your, they don't I think flags. when I went back in there they were like taking someone to sit at the table we were just sitting at. Yeah, I was like, were, Well damn, we just left. <laughs> like it wasn't that long. Like, like I promise you, we went downstairs stood in front for maybe two three minutes and then started walking up the block towards the subway and that's when i realized it was like i don't have a bag in my hand and by the time i turned around and went back up the escalator it was lights out yeah there was like nah it was lights out for the right. my feelings my feelings were very hurt i and think I'm, after the first time i think i was shocked the first time i went there mm-hmm. and ever since then i was like who am i sharing these wings with yeah because i think the first time i got it i ordered five piece for myself mm-hmm. and i was like it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It is a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. It's, it's a lot. It I is. think a ten piece is good for three people. Yeah, yeah. Three people could definitely I, I, get their life that, off the ten piece. I think the ideal is a ten piece three people. Yes, it's the most ideal. Yeah. Situation. Well, if Avery <laughs> ate wings, she'd be the third person, yeah. but she don't. So that is the most ideal because yeah. three, three in a possible wing is the best option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a it's a perfect amount of wing. <laughs> yeah. So next time we go, we got to invite a third person if we're gonna. So we could all have a three in a possible wing. Yeah, because no, nah, anybody got time. So with that being said, um, inspiration for this week's love it or lose it, love it or lose it, chicken parts. Chicken parts? Chicken parts. Chicken sections, if you will. Okay. So, love it or lose it. Leg, thigh, breast, wing. Go. Leg, thigh, breast, wing. And it can be fried, dyed, laid to the side, whichever version of how you like to eat your chicken is cool. 
But what's what's your love it? What's your lose it? Leg, thigh, breast, wing. Because I've discovered some things about my friends in these last couple of months about pieces of chicken they don't like to eat. And I'm just like, seems random. Hmm. So, yeah. Let's put it together. Let me think. Yes. Which one do you absolutely think is just the nastiest? I don't think any of them are nasty. Oh, okay. I will eat all of them. I, I, I don't think any of them are nasty. I, I want to go on record and say that first. Okay. I don't share those feelings. I know. I know. Yes, you you don't. But I, I don't think any of them are nasty. Yes. I'm trying to figure out which one am I least likely to... To choose or want choose. to yeah. eat. Yes. That's yes. what I'm trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out why. Okay. You're doing a deep dive? <laughs> yes. Okay. Um... He's thinking. He's thinking. I actually thought you would have an answer for this faster. I'm surprised that you. No, I, I don't. That you because, think it this hard because it's because it's like all different. I think I like certain ones or different styles more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, for instance, if it's um like baked chicken, I have a preference. Fried chicken, I have a preference. Okay. Um, barbecue chicken, I have a preference. Like, it's not okay. <laughs> like. So I'm trying to figure out out of those preferences which one I like the least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like barbecue chicken, I think I like the least is breast because mm-hmm. it it takes away the it makes it dry. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll, I'll I'll choose breast for the least. Okay. And it's not I don't it's it's just the driest of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think um when 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 i think of chicken i think of something less dry okay yeah maybe that cuz I, I i enjoy the pieces where like all the juices go to that piece mm. um cuz even though wing is white meat it's still juicy mm-hmm. um so i i think that but i'll i'll eat them all <laughs> I yes. think I don't think there none of them are something I would not have, but I I I think I the least I would choose would probably be the breast. Okay. 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 Cool. 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 Um, my lose it is definitely in all variations: fried, baked, barbecued, grilled, whatever. Leg. Yeah. No. I hate chicken legs. I cannot stand them. They offend me when I see them. Um, if you want me to not eat something, put a chicken leg in it. I'll be like, all right, so what y'all, what y'all about to do? Because I'm not. I'm not. Like, like I went to Popeye's the other day and the girl was trying to put a chicken leg in my thing. And I said, ah, ah. I said, white meat, madam. Don't play with someone else okay don't like <laughs> i remember one time i had papa i've had popeyes or was it can't see one of them delivered like be a grub hub and i opened oh, up the container my Popeyes deliverers they never they never like they don't, i specifically they don't said get, on the app they don't what care i wanted they i opened up the box they don't care i saw a leg i said every time you every time you order popeyes i don't say online i'm always like i'm about to get a free leg right 
Like it works out for you, but I'm like one thing's for certain and two things for sure. I did not tell y'all people I wanted the legs. I don't know how this ended up here because I never said I get, that. I get a free leg every time. Because listen, if <laughs> if somebody wants Mark to eat, get some, give something that got legs in it because that's a guaranteed donation to Mark. Guaranteed. I'm never. Do you hear what I'm saying? To never, never ever going to eat a chicken leg. It's not going to happen yes. for me. Um, and that is definitely the cheapest, cheapest part. The che- and that's why my mouth don't like it because me not like cheap things in my mouth. Get like twelve legs for like four dollars. <laughs> so it's for somebody. It ain't for me. Get twelve uh, raw legs for like four dollars. It's. I mean, listen. I get the utility of a chicken leg. I ain't even gonna hold you. If you having a barbecue or you having some type of function where you need to feed a lot of people, chicken legs will take you a mighty long way for not a lot of money. You could feel them. You could feed the multitudes like Jesus did with a chick with some chicken legs. I ain't even gonna hold you. The multitudes don't include me though. If if when people if when somebody says, "Oh, we got chicken," and they open up that container and it's chicken legs, you don't have chicken. What else do you have here? You have chicken. You it's don't have you. chicken. You have chicken. Come on, t- you don't have chicken. You don't have it for you. Listen, you don't have chicken. Don't tell me you got chicken that got legs in the container. You don't have chicken. The chicken Go is there. away from me with this. The you chicken, don't have chicken. The chicken is there. I, nope. Not as far as I'm concerned. As far as I'm concerned, these people ain't had no meat at their function. That's exactly how I'm going to report the story, too. I went to this function. They didn't have no meat. It was just sides because you don't have chicken if you open it up and it's legs. So I've always been that way. I've never liked legs. And like it, like my dislike for legs is so intense. Like when I'm watching even like movies or TV shows and somebody bites into a chicken leg, like I'm like, like I get a little disgusted on the inside. And I'm like, people just willingly eat chicken like I don't even I can't even watch you eat a chicken leg like when like I just be like oh my god like how is he eating that like I think the meat is like so disgusting like just like it's just like I don't like how it feels in my mouth I don't like how it looks like I just no 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 under no circumstances I mean I might eat the skin off of a chicken leg if it's like you know if I wanted to get like a taste for like a spice or a sauce or something like I've I've had people be like, oh, this jerk chicken is good. And I'm like, oh, I'll take a piece of the skin off the leg, but I'm not going to eat the meat. Like, just let me get a piece of the skin so I can taste the jerk seasoning. But, like, nah, chicken legs, it's wild nasty, son. Not wild Wild, nasty. Wild nasty. (laughs) Wild nasty. It's never. (sighs) Hard feelings. Listen, if you ever want me to, like, if you ever want to starve me, keep bringing chicken legs. I'm not going to eat it. Like, never. I'll eat everything but that. It's never going to happen. I'll turn into a vegetarian if that's all we have to do because. No. So yeah, that's my lose it. What's your love it? Don't laugh at me. I'm very passionate about this. You are. I'm very passionate about this. What's your love it? Um, I think my love it is wings. Okay. You, that doesn't surprise me. Um, and bone and wings. I think I had to give up. You know what a boneless wing is? Chicken breast? Yes. Um, I, I think that um they gotta stop scamming people with that boneless wing scenario, but you know, I think I, conversation. I used to get boneless wings. It was just because it was faster to eat. Yes. It's just faster to eat. Yeah, but it's cleaner. Yeah, but I like taking off the bone. It's the best way. Best way. Outside of the Hennessy wings, though, <laughs> usually wings are like smaller, and I feel like I can, like, you can have multiple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can kind of pick and choose instead of just having everything else. Yeah. I, I, think, I, think, I think I like a wing. Um, and that's in like multiple forms. Yeah, there's, there's so I many. Don't, I don't so many know ways. if I've had a wing I don't like. I didn't. Yes, you have. You've had a dry. You've had some dried out wings before. 
Like, it, it's hard to find a dry wing. Not dry, like <laughs> that is hard to find. Like over overcooked, like I guess. A burnt wing. No, like it's like it's been cooked so hard or too long, so much that the meat isn't even really juicy anymore. Like I've had that before, where it's been like the wing, the wing, the wing. I don't know. Oh, maybe. you mean it's like it's very dry? It's very dry. I feel like even that case, I would rather have a wing dry than anything else. Like if the whole chi- if all the chicken parts were dry. I would rather have the wing. I might agree with you there. Yeah, I might agree with you. If all if you have four parts and they're all dry, give me that wing. Yeah, I I can finesse a dry wing. <laughs> like I, I can make something happen with a dry wing. I can a I can, dry wing. I, I can I can make it work. Yeah, we dry something else. No, no, nah, it's not. It's not gonna. It's not gonna. Not gonna materialize. That, that dry skin. Yeah, no, it's not gonna work. No, no. it's not gonna work. Okay. Um, my love it. Uh, it's gonna be the breast. Yeah, obviously. Um, apparently, I have a propensity for liking dry chicken. Um, texture wise, it just works for me. Like I don't like, I don't like like legs or thigh. Like I'll eat a thigh under duress if I have to. Um, <laughs> if you open up a thing and say y'all got thighs, it's so you got chicken in his thighs. I'm like, all right, they they got something. Not under duress. <laughs> if, if I'm under duress and like this is just what it is, like, and I'm not gonna hold you. Thigh meat is very effective for like things like quesadillas and stuff like that. When it's like a bunch of stuff together, it's just it just texture wise works better with like uh what's going on inside of like a quesadilla or burrito or some type of like mix up mix up so it's good for that but uh yeah the breast is the breast is best honestly um they they have a tendency to be uh drier than the other parts but i feel like with the appropriate uh marination seasoning and cooking they can be quite juicy and delightful um, I've had a lot of two dry breasts. I've had a lot of them. Same. I, I haven't Same. had a lot of two dry anything else, mm. but I had a lot of breasts that I put into it. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I may have been guilty of making several of them. So my bad, Joe. Um, no, your, yours was pretty fine. Okay. But, but many times I've had like breasts, and it was at restaurants. They're like, I'm like I have season. Oh, okay, this seasoning is fine. They eat them like. Like you almost choked to death. Um, Me out here trying to be healthy, choose a chicken chicken dish, and yeah. just be, and the breast just be trash. Yeah, but like I said, I feel like breast you just got to be a master. You got to cook breast like the same way you got to know how to cook a steak to get it done the right way. It's just like you can't just like throw it on a thing. You just got to do certain things and just just do a little just do a little extra prep work to make sure it gives what it's supposed to give. It's too much work for it to be number one. That's fine. <laughs> so I, I, I got you perfect every time for me. No, I still love it. I like the texture. I I like the versatility of a chicken breast, like bone in versus not bone in. Like either way, it's giving what it's supposed to give. Like if you don't cook a leg or a thigh perfect, it's still cool. If you cook, don't cook a wing perfect, I'm still okay. If you don't cook a breast perfect, it bothers me. Sorry, <laughs> especially sorry. like a boneless breast. It's it's just dry. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, you just gotta be you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful. <laughs> like I know in my earlier days I definitely would overcook some chicken breast and be like, at least I'm not getting salmonella, but also 
it's it's a little dry. Like if that, if that breast is dry, I'm like, oh, can I, can I cut this up, put it in a sandwich? Yeah, put it in a put it in a yeah, chicken yeah, salad. Yeah. But at least there's still utility for it. You can still find something to do with you, it. You do the same thing with other things. Nobody but, want no salad with no chicken leg meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why you laughing? Why you shaking your head at me? You're disgusted. <laughs> but I'm disgusted. I feel like that's that's an accurate representation of my feelings. That's right. Um, so yeah, yeah, definitely chicken breast. Like a, a nice, like fried, spicy chicken breast from Popeyes. Ain't nothing like it. Ain't nothing like it. Ain't nothing like it. Mm. And Hofstra, you shout out to Hofstra. Hofstra used to make bomb grilled chicken sandwiches, um, grilled chicken breast sandwiches at the um, cafeteria. Bruh, them sandwiches. I've had a lot got of. Got me, got me through life, my friend. I've had a lot of dry chicken breast sandwiches. I'm sorry to hear that. I've had a lot of them. I have not. It was just too dry. I'm like, mm. I've had some really good, I've had some very delicious ones. Very, very delicious. Even my school in Barbados, they used to have like chicken breast, grilled chicken breast sandwiches at the canteen. Vibes. Yeah, it, it, it'll be seasoned well. Big vibes. Like chicken breast will be seasoned well. See, that's the that's the problem a lot of times with restaurants and chicken breast is that people don't, chicken breast you is You have not, to season it. You have to season it. Like, Wings, other pieces of chicken. You can kind of work. You could you could finesse it a little bit, like cook it with the salt and pepper, and then throw a little sauce or something over it. And those 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 pieces are very absorbent. Like you can get a little something off. A chicken breast must be seasoned. You have to season it. Pre cook must be seasoned. That's why I can't put a no. It's too like you cannot just cook a chicken breast with with, uh, salt and pepper and then try to throw a sauce on it after. It's not going to work. Too much trust in other people. It's it's not going to work (laughs) for me too. Mm -mm. Eat the chicken breast. It's too much trust nah. in other people cooking cooking ability. Yeah, people chicken breast is not an ass seasoning after piece. It's not. The seasoning gotta already be in there and have been marinated in there. Yeah. If it's not that, then you about to come up with a very dry, very unseasoned chicken breast. And no one has time for that. Nobody. Word. Nobody All right. has good? time for dry chicken. Ready? Nobody has time for dry chicken breast. Hey, don't touch me. Nobody. All right, I'm gonna wrap it up now. All right, y'all. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, tuning in to our Love It or Lose It section. Love it or lose it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, 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 love it or lose it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, 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 all right, so let's get into this main topic for today. So what are we talking about? What are we talking about? So this main topic came from a picture I saw on the Facebooks. And what, it they, was, what they said? What they said on the Facebook? It was a picture of a man holding a plate of food. Okay. And right. Else? And the pic I think the picture said Oh, let me just read it. Hold it up. Because I sent it. I'm gonna I don't wanna misrepresent what it said. And make sure I give it accurate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to be accurate about this. Yes, tell the truth. Tell the truth. All right. Um. So. <laughs> so. 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 
so, 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 so. I gotta find this picture. So I got screenshot things, friend. Because trying to find things back on the Facebooks is uh, hard. It says, it's a picture of a guy. It's, it's specifically it's little boozy, but that's not the point of the picture. Is he still little boozy, or is it just boozy? Is it little, or is it just he gave it's her boo- little? It's boozy. Okay. So it's um him. He has food, and it says when your wife pop up and surprise you with food, but you are already eating lunch with your work wife. Hey. Her, her treat. Hey. Specifically, and um, I remember seeing it, and then like I I was like I laughed to myself. And then I saw the comments, and it was like, it was a weird debate going on in mm. the comments, which was more confusing. <laughs> oh, shoot. Because it was like, it was like a, it was kind of split between people saying, people were taking the joke for what it was, like, yeah, that's hilarious, mm-hmm. you know, watch what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then people were like, people were acting all crazy, it's just friends, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just coworkers, why, why y'all acting like that? It's not a big deal. And it it brought up a conversation about like work husbands and work wives. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, Kristen will keep bringing the story up over and over. Do you want to tell the story? Yes. I've been waiting for this moment in the sun. I haven't really. Just joking. Um, so maybe like a year into Mark and I's relationship. Um... I started, yeah, like a year, almost two years. Um, I started working at um, my first like post master's degree job, my first professional career job. And um, myself and two other people had got hired at the same time. And um, one of the one one of the guys that got hired was. Um, he had already been there in like a interim role. And so he had gotten, he had applied and gotten the full stuff, the full-time position. Me and this other guy um, were new to the institution, to the position, whatever the case is. So like we were going through a lot of the trainings together because we were, you know, brand new as opposed to the other guy who like had been there before. So like, this is, you know, when you start a job, if, especially if you start with multiple people, like you end up kind of bonding with them because they kind of going through the same experience that you're going through, um, learning everything together and figuring it out and whatever, whatever. So me and the guy, and we still cool to this day, me and the guy, you know, we used to hang out, you know, like, and not on no inappropriate stuff, but like we would like go to lunch together or, you know, just sit and talk and, you know, whatever, whatever. Cause we, we had, we had that bond of like people starting the job together. And then one day Mark came and picked me up from work and I was talking and I said, Oh, you know, the, the guy's name is Jose. Shouts to Jose. I was like, Oh, you know, Jose is my work husband. And Mark literally almost put the car in park <laughs> and turned and looked at me and said, don't you ever say that again. And I was like, now, for people who know Mark, y'all know Mark is very, like, cool as a cucumber, doesn't really give a lot of, like, emotional um, expenditure when it comes to stuff. Like, he's very logical, very, like, just cool, like, okay, so this is what da 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 et cetera, et cetera. Like, he lays it out very plainly and is able to separate in how he uh, communicates the emotion from what he's saying. And like, I had never before that moment considered Mark to be like a jealous person 
or like a possessive person or like ever thinking like any kind of way like somebody might be trying to get at like I've never just thought any of that but the way he immediately was like don't you ever say that again we we don't do that here I was like okay that was like it it threw me for a loop because that was not the reaction I was expecting to get like I'm just like I'm just all excited in my first professional job you know I'm you know whatever whatever everybody like because at my job like people had their like work husband work wife situation so I was like you know this my guy we go through this experience together and Mark was like I beg your pardon like I, I will never forget it like the way he the way he abruptly like I think we were talking about something before like he was laughing and when I said that the way he abruptly his whole demeanor changed he was like hey don't you ever don't you ever and in my head I was like but you're not my husband so I'm not sure why I can't have a pretend work husband like we not we not even there yet and you would look at your face look at your face look at, look at your face <laughs> I was like yo he really got this tight about it that's crazy to me so I I always talk about that because like that was one of the first times I ever I've ever seen I think one of like I think it's probably the only time I've ever seen like a flash of Mark being like eh, eh, you with me I don't understand don't be trying to invite no other situation like I was just like oh oh, oh okay well that's cool I'll say that again <laughs> that reaction was a bit much I did not did not expect that, that was how that was gonna go so you know never said that again as suggested um <laughs> but like I don't I don't think I changed like my interactions necessarily with Jose but it was just kind of like cause like it just was like it just wasn't that type of party like yeah. That, that wasn't the vibe. I don't think I had an issue with him in the yeah, first place. And, and, yeah, it was nothing like that. He was at our wedding. Like, it's cool. Like, yeah, we, hung, we have, hung out. I don't have an issue with him. It's like, it was just like, the, the just him hearing those two words, he was like, ah, no, no, we don't do that here. We don't do that here. So, uh, <laughs> since then, like, you know, I was, like, when I was still at that job, I got married. So, you know, uh, going forward I just was like like to me it didn't seem like a big deal but to you like obviously from your reaction to you it was so like I never I never really like and I'm not the type of person that does that kind of stuff but like I never really like entertained like getting so close with someone of the opposite sex at work because I think in my head I was like, I don't want you to think, I don't, I don't want there to be room or opportunity or space for you to feel uncomfortable or to think something is going on or anything like that. Like I know you know that there was nothing that was going on with like we all know that. Mm-hmm. But you know, I just for me like your reaction kind of made me be like, because I didn't think that it, I didn't think anything of it. I didn't think it was a big, you know, thing or something to be concerned about. Cause like I knew where I stood and what I was doing. But after that, it kind of made me realize that, you know, that is something that, you know, I, I have to be mindful of in terms of interactions with like men at work, because I don't want anybody to think that, you know, just us being cool or us hanging out is something different. And now you're uncomfortable. Cause like, I want to I want to have a, a good experience at work and I want to have a good experience when I leave work. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that um you you know what it was when you said it cuz like it's something that I would never think of doing. 
And that's really what it was. Because it's something I would never think of doing because I'm like, because I, I have seen how random interactions can turn to something. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I've seen that, that chain of events mm-hmm. and like, and, and like it can turn something organically. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, like, I don't, I don't want to give some, cause the problem is, is with you, like with me mm-hmm. is like, we don't be knowing when someone likes you. Mm-hmm. We don't like we don't we don't be knowing when someone likes each other. That's so, fine. if you don't know if someone likes you and you're inviting that energy to somebody, mm-hmm. they feel like they have a chance now. Okay, that's fair. It, it makes it, it only it only doesn't make sense. I mean, it only makes sense in your mind if you're fully assuming that the person on the other side is thinking of it fully platonically, mm-hmm. right? But you don't know. And that's what it comes down to. It's it's like even if like there's people at when I was working at um EOC mm. that of course we go like in my mind it was Hanukkah and everything, mm. but I still don't know what's in their head. Right. So like I don't want to invite anything. Right. Because I don't know what's in their head. Right. And I think that's kind of what because like I mean to be fair you could not have gotten a work wife off at EOC because the girls love me. <laughs> and they were gonna, then they were gonna tell on you. Like I know I, for a fact, at least three people would have been like, eh, eh, "I'm telling your wife." Correct, because it's but having a work wife, they would say that because yes. it sounds crazy. Yes, but even if you didn't call someone a work wife, if they saw if they saw you hanging with someone too much or they thought it looked suspicious, you would have been snitched on. Correct, expeditiously. Appreciate y'all. Shout Correct. out to y'all. So like, on the same instance, it, it's just like. Like I, I knew, like I, I, I trusted you. I, I knew nothing was going on, but I was like, let's not. Words have power. Words have meaning. Uh huh. Right. Let's Agreed. not. Let's not cross that line verbally. <laughs> okay. This is my coworker. We chill. Right. Fine. <laughs> Don't go too far. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, nah, we're not, we're not going that far. You're not doing all that. Yeah. You're not doing all that. You didn't like that. No. No. Okay. So do you feel like? in prior work experiences like prior to me um you've you've had like a work spouse type situation i always was it always looked or you've been someone's work spouse i guess um it i don't think it has been at work mm-hmm. but i've been in instances where i was just around somebody mm-hmm. and because I was um, because I didn't um, think for the fact that they, regardless of how I feel about them, mm-hmm. that they might be attracted to me. Mm-hmm. That um, I wasn't keep, I wasn't being mindful of what's happening. Okay, and th- th- that's experience that a lot of men have. Okay, right. A lot of men have that. Exp- well, I guess women might have. That. I-, I only know from men's perspective. But I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure women do too. But the perspective of I know I'm not trying to do anything with her. Mm-hmm. I'm just being cool, right? But me being nice and me doing certain things is making them feel mm-hmm. that I'm attracted to them, right? Yeah, and so things will occur from that. Like think like they might pursue a little harder, they might do certain things. Mm-hmm. Like it took me a while to realize that like it looks crazy for for a woman to get you full play, which is why this meme was interesting. Mm-hmm. I was like. Even if you thought work husband, work wife thing, like, 
the getting food thing just it just goes badly. Yeah. Like right, like I would say, like cheating is it's most people don't plan to cheat. Most people don't, unless mm. unless of course it's a revenge thing. But yeah. outside of a revenge thing, they don't really plan to cheat. Mm. It's like it's gradually things that happen over process mm-hmm. of time. Mm-hmm. So like you just don't want to give a leg up on somebody mm-hmm. um, and think that they're like the person who wants to pursue you that they're winning in her pursuit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to always feel like this is not going to work for you. Yeah. yeah. You, you never want them to feel like they're they're even though they might not be mm-hmm. you don't want them to feel like they're chipping away at your armor. Yeah. 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 I agree with you because yeah, I think what I was like what music is that? I think when I when I use the term work husband, I was using it more of like a. I, I know I know this what you is, This is my it's just, it's like just words. Yeah, this is my like you know person in the office that I like you know vent to or talk to about certain stuff or you know we just we just vibe. But I also can see, you know how if you're in a relationship with a person in your real life. And there's like remnants or elements of that same dynamic with someone in the workplace, like how the lines can be blurred, even if, you know, you're both married. Like I've witnessed situations where like people that are married to other people have like a work husband, work wife type relationship going on. And like from the outside looking in, it looks funny. And it leads to rumors. And while nothing may be going on, they might just be like really cool people who are just each other's emotional support or whatever you want to call it at work. It does become like an extra layer of like, I don't know, conversation. I don't know what to call it. It just adds an extra layer to what's already happening in the workplace dynamic. And I could see how it would at some point eventually lead to, or it could eventually lead to the relationship going, going to like a clandestine affair type situation. Because when you think about it, you know, Statistically, logically, we spend more time at work than we do mm-hmm. with our families. And if work is a major stressor for you and you've got this like built in like person at work that you're like venting to, asking for advice, like having lunch with, and, commiserating and- with every day, like I can see how over time the lines could get blurred and mm-hmm. it's like you start feeling like and it, or, or you and start it, reading more into things than what they may be or what they may have started off as like the 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 emotional bonding is there and then the line just gets blurred between like even in the joke yeah because like even in the joke of saying it back and forth mm. and in the joke of like acting it out and everything just yeah. like, just playing around mm. can create um, scenarios in right, someone's mind right. like, even in the joke of it yes exactly because like I've seen co-workers be like yeah. oh y'all y'all will make a cute couple and like now that seed is planted yeah. like and it's like oh well do we wanna do we? like or one person thinking oh well maybe you know like and then like that that has its own like 
effects and repercussions on the situation. And, you know, I think, I think that, uh, with the amount of time we spend at work, like there's mad space and opportunity for things to happen because unless you work at the same place that your spouse works, your real life spouse works, like you could really have a whole clandestine situation with, with a work spouse and it never make its way beyond your workplace. Yeah. Especially if, you know, like I said, you and your partner don't work at the same place or, you know, there, there, or there's no connection or no reason for your partner to really know about what's going on at work beyond what you tell them. So I do see how it could, it could manifest into something if people aren't careful. Cause I feel like there's a lot of emotional support that you're getting from a work husband, work wife type situation that is, is wild and appropriate if you have like a real life person. Like if y'all both single and y'all work wife and work husband and have a blasty. But like if you're like in a relationship or you're married, like I do see how it could be very, very problematic. Cause I'm like, you wouldn't be cool with nobody with no dude that is like that you A don't know like that or B have suspicions about because like you said, I'd be oblivious to people being interested like regularly buying me lunch like that I mean I would think it was weird too I'd be like what's, what's up with you why you keep yeah. trying to like I would think it was weird too if somebody was trying to do that all the time and I know that if you know some lady was like you know coming to your job and like making you lunch and, and buying you lunch every day I'd be like I'll be outside I want to meet her I, I, I remember I like sometimes like like it was, I think it was a student though mm. um I, I teach adults it was like I'm gonna cook you something I was like nah I'm good I'm like don't I'm, I'm cool don't. <laughs> don't I'm okay um I wish you would eat it Michaela was said uh, I feel like the work spouse dynamic reinforces the concept that people of the opposite sex can't just be friends people yeah people can just be friends people can just be friends no no I'm saying like what what she's saying is saying that we, instead of just saying we could we're friends we're friends you you saying the work husband work wife it reinforces that you can't just be friends you have to be a, a work husband work gotcha wife. gotcha okay and I, I I can see how that makes sense yes that I I can see because that like, point why, why can't you just say like we're yeah, friends like this my homie this my this my work homie why, why do you have to say like why have, do we have to have like a a a, a husband wife type of dynamic to it yeah yes agreed agreed that makes a lot of sense because we can't we can't just be be cool people we can't just be friends (laughs) it doesn't have to be a husband wife type situation we can we can't just be uh good friends who spend time together at the jobby job um i mean do i like i think having that kind of close relationship and friendship at work is helpful because it's like a it helps reassure you that some of the things that you're feeling experiencing going through aren't all in your head like you know and there's somebody that's you know sort of your 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 designated point person to like no good co-workers are good talk to you yeah, good co-workers are great like, like good co-workers yeah who can be friends like yeah. it's it's not a it's not a bad thing i no. i i encourage it also yeah like I, I don't think that's yeah anything from there yeah but i think you know like like i said before when you when you have like a real like significant other or spouse 
in real life. Like you have to like tread very carefully um, with those types of things because like you don't you don't want to create any type of like impropriety at any point in time to where anyone is feeling like uh, insecure or un- unclear or unsure about what's going on. Um, <laughs> me and you, uh, you are like, I lost my thought because Mark showed me this thing and distracted me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just I, I think I think you know we're like like we always say words mean things and 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 you know maybe we need to move away from the wife husband word usage when it comes to like work people things because it's just yeah I feel like the, even the term in and of itself might be an HR problem it, it is <laughs> but, it know, is yeah like to be to be saying that like I, I feel like if, if I was walking around my job saying so and so was my work husband and, and somebody in the office heard it and mentioned it to HR I might get an email or a phone call like so uh, especially if it's like someone who's over you yeah like that that sounds or under you yeah Haha. <laughs> um sorry. Sorry, I'm not I'm not an adult. I'm trying to grow up. You are an adult, number one. Except in situations when I'm not. Like <laughs> that one. Um <laughs> but yeah, it yeah, I definitely feel like there's there's something HR HR inappropriate about the situation for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um but yeah, I I I think the like I, I feel as if like it, like I've I've heard the term before, mm. so it's like I, I know people use the term and like they've made it a work term thing. Yes, it's been a thing since since the eighties. Apparently, I was I was reading up on it a little bit before we started. Yeah, like I understand it, but like it can get testy. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it just, just I I wouldn't recommend just, using it. Yeah, it just yeah it can get. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend using it because like. F- because you saying something like that innocently like I myself was saying it very innocently like not with any type of anything situation happening like I was just kind of saying it like and maybe it wasn't the right terminology I was using but like I guess I was just trying to say my work my work homie but like I just used the the regular term but it's like even even with that like now you're creating or potentially creating like a, a layer of distrust in your own relationship that like doesn't need to be there. Because after I said that, you responded the way you responded. I I became very conscious of how I spoke about Jose because I didn't want it to seem like like anything was happening or you had anything to be concerned about. But it was like I felt like I what I said kind of may have planted a seed, and I was like, well, I don't want to keep watering it. So and I tried not to do too much because I I, found, I realized that Jose was scared of me for a little bit. He was. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He was scared of me. I was like, "Don't be I think, scared." Of me. I think I did tell him that I mentioned that and that you re- how you responded. So I think he was scared for a little while. He was. So I was like, "Oh my god, so awkward now, <laughs> so awkward." Oh my god. Oh, I, I you know it's funny that you say that because I never realized that you caught that because you you've never said anything to me about it before. Like. I think he might be scared, but you, you, I feel like he definitely was. He never said to me either that like he was shook or anything like that. But like, I could tell like whenever like y'all would interact, like it would always be like a, like it was always like weird energy. And I was just like, like, he's, he's scared of me. Scared. Yeah. Cause I I think I told him that you reacted. Like I was like, yo, so I was over there making jokes. And I said that he was like, whoa, relax. 
And Jose, I think Jose kind of was like cool and laughed and laughed it off. He was like, nah, it's not even like that, you know, you know. But I think in his mind, he was like, oh, that looks crazy. So, <laughs> and you know, we talked about this earlier off mic, but the fact that you are normally so like, I use the term robotic. Like Marcus is just very like, like, I, and I'm not saying you're not emotional, but Mark is like very capable of like detaching the emotional part of things from what he wants to communicate to get his message across better so people don't think it's coming from a place of emotion. So because people see that like demeanor all the time, like to hear that you express like a raw, just like plain emotion, like without the separation, people don't know what to do with that with you. And so, cause I think Jose had met you several times before cause I didn't make the statement when we first started talking. So I feel like he had seen you like come pick me up from work before. And you always seem like, Hey, what's up? What's up? You seem very cool. So I guess when I said, Oh, he was like, nah, don't say that again. He was like, Oh, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe he's not cool. And honestly to me, you are a sweetheart, a nice person, a great, but I also recognize that to people that do not know you, you don't talk very much and you have a very like look to your face sometimes. So I could see how if someone doesn't really have their handle on you or doesn't really know you, you could seem like a scary guy. I could see it. I'm not scary. I don't think so. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm gonna take a picture of you with your face looking how, how it would be looking one day so you can see what people see. Like, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm scared. But like, yeah, we um. Well, apparently you are. We we had, we had this conversation before <laughs> well, about about how like the the issue that I have with my life, like, and this and this is like training from like some other child is like I'm like that, and I kind of try to detach to say things without emotion mm-hmm. because every time I express emotion, people go crazy, and I need y'all to relax. Like if like. If Kristen's upset and says something angrily, like, oh, she's saying something angrily. If I say something angrily, they're like, oh my God, he's angry. He's so angry. Yeah. And it'd be like a little bit of emotion and all of a sudden it's like <laughs> people go crazy and I need, I just need people to relax. Right. <laughs> I just need people to relax. Like people exaggerate my emotions a lot and it's very annoying. Yeah. Yeah, it's very very frustrating because I think you do such a good stoic like calm situation like me I'm far more like it's very clear what my emotion is from like my body language or my face and I'm very immediate with it you're very measured so I think when people see like a flat out like he's not happy about this he's upset he like they just don't know what to do because it's not what they're used to so it's it's a little scary and I'll, I'll be honest with you the few times I have seen you mad like you said you when you're mad your energy changes the room and I just I remember one time like you got really mad about something and one of our mutual friends came up to me and was like so um Mark's mad I'm a little uncomfortable. I was like, I mean, listen, um, I don't know what to tell you. He mad. He just gonna have to be over there till he's not mad no more. Like I, I didn't do it. It's not my problem. It's not, I'm not interjecting to fix it. I don't know what you want me to say. I don't know what you want me to do. Like the person who made him mad shouldn't have done that. Now look at them. So yeah, but like, the, the point but because is, again, when you, when the person wasn't used to you being like that. So it was like a complete like shock. To them, so they didn't know how to process or respond, and that's not your problem. 
that's people's problem. But it's just because people aren't used to that, they don't see that, they don't know what to do. Because they're like, because I think in some people's mind when they don't see people show emotion or see people get angry, it's almost like in people's minds, they decide that you never get angry or you can't get angry or you don't get angry. Or when I get angry, I'm going to kill everybody. Right. Like, it's like, like, it's not, relax. it's like, no one's going to die. It's, it's I'm fine. Because like, I get a little angry at you. Like, he's a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what is happening? I feel like I get, I feel like I'm a little not upset. A serial killer. Like serial killer, obviously. <laughs> obviously not a serial killer. I remember the first time I went out with you to like a, a club. And the way you walked and surveyed the room, I was like, is this guy a killer? Do, do you have to pinpoint every time I was upset? <laughs> because I remember it. Because it's like, it's 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 been very few glimpses where like, I for the first time, I was like, I'm a little bit shook. Like the way he's looking right now, like his face, I'm a little, I'm a little shook. I'm, I'm a little shook. I liked it. I ain't gonna hold you. I was like, mm, that's interesting. But. I, w- I wasn't upset. Slight shook. No, like I, I, I think that instance, like I, I, so <laughs> I also like recognize energy in the room. Yes, you're very good at that. Um, so like I saw like it was like certain things was like hostile energy mm-hmm. in the room. So I was like, I have to meet that energy mm-hmm. <laughs> because it was, it was very hostile energy. So I was like, I'm here for a little bit. We gotta get out of here soon because mm. it was it was very hostile energy in the room. I was like, I don't like it. <laughs> So I, that's why my eyes were that way. So I was like, it was it was very hostile energy. What was this at the place at the place in Baldwin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, you were like, uh, gotta go. Yeah, it was it was hostile energy. Did you know any of the people in the room? Um, I think I knew a few people. Okay. Because I was just like, I don't know. Like we came I think, in. I, one- I, I remember a few people from, I think from Westbury. Okay. Cause you walked in and I and like we were cool when you walked in, but then I saw you walk around the room and like I saw you on the way back and I was just like, okay, yeah, it was very hostile energy. Apparently, um, so I was like, mm, I'm not liking it. <laughs> you're like, gotta go. Yeah, like I don't like. I think we stayed for like an hour and a half, and then you were like, I think it's time to go. Yeah, and I mean I was over it because I don't like going to Long Island functions. So fine. Yeah, like I I think I'm. I'm sometimes I'm good at like realizing like if it seems a little off in energy, I'm like, yeah. mm, I don't, let's get out of here. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. same thing with like we went to my cousin's house and I was like, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> like some stuff, be, people be moving certain ways. I'm like, let's go. Which 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 scenario was that? When um there were uh, um David. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah I was like was... I was like we gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Like it was giving a lot. It was giving a lot. I was just like, <laughs> like I just kept watching. Like I was like, no, we gotta go. I'm like, is no one is no nope. one concerned about what's nope. happening here? We gotta go because um, I'm I'm seeing the way people are looking at pe- people looking hungry, and I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like it. Nope. I just I would like to at least be inside not, if and when some ish go down. I'm not here to feed the wolves. I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm like I gotta go respectfully. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, yeah. I've I've I've, I've, I've I've been in a few environments when I was in um, high school. So it was like, I, I can see when like people, I'm like, no, we're not feeding the wolves. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> nope. Let's go. I'm not here to feed wolves. Because at first I thought it was just me being scary because no. I was like, no, I certain, like, certain, people, certain people move. Certain, like, yeah, some, some things I understand, but some stuff, it seems like it's cool. We good. Mm-hmm. 
some stuff is like it's just, sometimes it's just like people just be wilding. Yeah, and it's yeah. not it's not like people might think like oh is like nah everybody's cool no one's yeah. chilling. But certain things people move a certain way and you see how they're moving. You see how people certain people are walking around and like <laughs> they keep looking at certain people. I'm like all right. I like don't. it was giving me very like I was like something's I getting ready to happen. I was like I don't know if people know. It's a real dangerous, yeah. <laughs> it's a little dangerous here. Let's get out of here. Like, because in my head, I was like, "Am I acting this way?" Because, because like, but, but my thing was like, I know, like, I feel like we got there in like fifteen minutes into being there. I was like, "What's going on?" <laughs> like, it, just, it got, got a little dangerous because it was like the energy just got real different, and I was yeah. just like, "I." Cause I've I've been to quote unquote hood places before and been like oh okay so we chilling this whatever yeah because because many, many times it's just chilling it's just it's, we chilling but but it was like we were there we were talking like fifteen minutes in I was like yo what's what what's going on what usually happens and I don't I don't think people need to know this but I don't hopefully none of y'all going to hood parties anymore and we all stop. hopefully we've all evolved <laughs> we've, we've grown up but if you are going to hood parties. The what happens at parties in the hood? Usually, the people who are if people who are invited go and there's nobody else, everything is usually fine. Mm-hmm. What usually makes hood parties act crazy is when people who are not invited come in and do things without knowing. Was like that's usually what happens. Like when people who are invited come, that is usually everything be cool. Yeah, because they know the vibes, they know where they are, they know what they're supposed to <laughs> it's do. Usually like, like a yeah. friend of a friend. Yeah. Or like somebody's homie. Right. Like that, that wasn't invited, that hasn't that, been around, that just yeah. doesn't know how to move. Doing too much. Yeah. Or doing something. And that's usually when things happen. It's, it's like it's never the people who are invited to be there mm. acting up. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time it'd be the unfamiliar individual. Doing too much. Yeah. And then the people who are invited might act crazy because of that person. Right. Because they're like, you messing up the vibe. You can't hear <laughs> yeah. it. Like, it's so just it's like, like, it's never usually the people who are invited acting while, while yeah. yeah. It's never that. It's never usually them. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, a lot, a lot of people think, like, oh, it's a little part. Like, it's usually because people who are not invited come. Yeah, like somebody that shouldn't have been there is <laughs> coming doing too is much. coming and doing something, and it's making the people who are either hosting the function or who were invited to the function very upset. Yeah. Thusly, things be happening. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's usually what happens. Yeah. True story. True story. But yeah, I think uh, I think you know just just back on the work spouse tip. Just don't do it. Just just have your little work homie. Don't tell nobody that it's a work wife or work. Or work, uh, just work we husband. Cool. We're friends. Just be cool. We can be just, friends. We can just have be friends. We can have friends at work. It'd be like that. Uh, oh, it's so funny. And, also, and also, this this is not one. Mm. This is away from your situation. Mm. Um, if you are ever worried, if you feel as if like uncomfortable mentioning the person, mm. then it's always a right bad. Right. You should never feel uncomfortable mentioning the person. Right. To your spouse. Mm-hmm. If you feel uncomfortable mentioning the person, then just don't be with the person. Basically, <laughs> just don't be friends with them. Like if you're un- if you're uncomfortable, if you feel if you, if you feel like you can't that, bring it up to your partner, you gotta stop yeah. and think. Why do I feel uncomfortable? If, if you feel un- if you feel as if if my spouse walked in, it would look crazy. Mm-hmm. Then don't do it. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's really helpful. Right. That's, that's I mean, the best you way know, to it. keeping in mind that you know some people do have like a rationally yeah like excuse me jealous or or uh 
whatever you want to call it, spouses, like keeping that in mind still, you know, just, just, you got to know in, in and of yourself, like what's, what's appropriate, what's not like, if you feel like something needs to be, but even, even in that sense, you either have to, you either cater your response and how you move things or break it with your spouse. Like, the, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? like even, even in that scenario yeah, where your spouse is actually jealous. Yeah. Yeah. If you feel as if like they might think this is crazy, either don't do that or stop messing with yeah, or, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Like you shouldn't feel as if you shouldn't be sneaking around with. Mm-hmm. with yeah, like, like, in if, like if if you're doing, if you're doing sneaking with like somebody at your job, like that's it's gotten weird. Yeah, it's a fit. The, the even, situation even has harmless. officially jumped the shark, and it's gotten weird. Even if it's harmless, it's yeah. still sneaking. Yeah, and it's like, why do you feel like you need to do that? There's there's some deep examination that needs to go yeah. on. So yeah, yeah, just just you know, just get your get your lives together, people. And just be Don't mindful be of the people you are interacting with. Facts, 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 facts. So, all right, y'all. Thanks for joining with us on this conversation. We'd like to hear, you know, if y'all have different opinions, other like thought processes about the matter, because you know, Mark and I are just two people. We don't, we don't, we don't know everything. So, you know, there's that. Um, thanks so much again, and we're gonna move on. Michaela said Kristen is feeding them the serial killer narrative. I'm like, I'm not a serial killer. <laughs> First of all, who is feeding a serial killer narrative? Who said that? I am not a serial killer. <laughs> but you do sometimes be having serial you're not killer helping. eyes. I'm you're just, not Mark, helping. I've seen the eyes and I've been shook, okay? I know you're not going to do anything to me, but I'm scared for the people. So You're you are not helping the situation. I'm sorry. I love you so much, but I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not, I'm not going to pretend like you don't be looking scary. Um, it's cool, though. It's all love. It's all love. Uh, so, yes. Up next is our artist spotlight. This week's artist spotlight is a young lady I accidentally stumbled upon this week. Uh, You know, I was on title playing some, I don't know what I was playing, some African artists. I think it started with WizKid and then it moved on to Thames and to... uh, uh, You can play it on with it. I'm going to play it. Oh, you can. I have it up, but you can play it if you want. But yeah, she popped up in my playlist. Um, her name is Joy Oladokun. Uh, she grew up in Casa Grande, Arizona, listening to country and folk music. Uh, she's the child of Nigerian immigrants and uh, her family attended, you know, Christian church. She was a worship leader. Uh, but she left uh, that situation uh, because she felt like it was limiting her creativity. Uh, she plays the guitar uh, and a lot of her music uh, has that kind of I play guitar vibe to it for lack of a better description. I'm sorry. I can't think of better words at the moment. Um, and Tracy Chapman apparently uh, is the person who inspired her to get into the guitar so thank you Tracy Chapman uh she uh moved to LA to pursue her music career um at one point and uh she ended up going from there to East Nashville where she signed with a record label um to start making her own music and so she kind of has like a I guess it would be qualified as like folk R&B like roots rock for lack of a better term um the type of music that she does but like it's vibey i like it it's very much you know 
I could, you know, just sit and listen to this while I'm studying or I'm just doing something real chill, cleaning the house, whatever the case is. So um, here is Joy Oladzokun and her song, the one I'm going to play is called uh, Someone That I Used To Be. So here it goes. Do you prefer the wine? I drink too much sometimes I think too much sometimes Having trouble giving grace To every one of my mistakes I keep too much inside I think I'm getting tired Closer than I've ever been To finding my own medicine To healing
yes. Yep. That was what's her name? Joy Oladokun. Joy Oladokun. Yes. Oladokun. With someone that I used to be. She's got a few um, projects out if you want to go on the streaming platforms and get into them. She's got uh, three studio albums out. She released Carrie in 2016, In Defense of My Own Happiness, The Beginnings in 2020. And this year she released In Defense of My Own Happiness uh, as its own separate uh, project. And she also has a EP that she put out in 2015 called Cathedral. Um, all of them can be found on the uh, title. That's the one I use, but I don't know if you use Spotify, Apple Music, just go Google her, see what they got out there. I like her music. So let us move on to this week in Random. So first up, uh, I wanted to talk about Meghan Markle, uh, Duchess of Sussex. Um, if if people have been kind of under a rock about what's going on with them. So basically, her and Prince Harry got married a couple of years ago. Um, her father and his side of the family was not invited to the wedding. It's some ish going on over there. Um, and, you know, they kind of talked about it in the interview they did with Oprah and on a sidebar, for some reason, Lifetime is doing a series or a movie about them. And I wish they wouldn't. Um, but basically, uh, Meghan Markle's father, Thomas, was doing an interview with an Australian news outlet uh, earlier this week. And he pretty much admitted that he was working with um, British tabloids and apparently an American uh, media person to basically uh, mess up the wedding and to destroy her image. Cause like right before they got married, like the father was saying all types of stuff about how Megan, you know, treated him this way and she did this and she did that and trying to basically smear her character and make her out to be like some awful person who was going to marry Harry and ruin the royal family and blah, 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 blah. And everybody was like, what is wrong with her father? Why he, why is that side of the family so like over the top? Um, but come to find out, um, he, I guess he's big mad about something. I don't know what. And so he decided I'm going to go, uh, against my daughter and work with, entities that are trying to bring her down and i'm just like what what are we supposed to do with that information now sir what i will say is Meghan Markle's father is the trashest of whites trashest i see why she don't fool with y'all <laughs> honestly he, he he is the trashest of whites i i am in full support of that lady never speaking to or acknowledging <laughs> any of you again honestly Honestly, because y'all trash. Because I feel like I read like earlier this year that the father was thinking about filing a petition in California to get grandparents rights to see his grandkids. Sir, no. Stay away from that lady and them kids because you are trash. Do you hear me? Like there's no amount of money that anybody could offer me. Wait, he's trying to... Yeah, earlier this year, he had said to like some media outlet that he was considering suing for grandparents' rights to see his grandkids in California. Because I guess that's, that's the thing, thing you can do. I guess, yeah, I guess that's the thing. Yeah. And I was just like, after all the egregious things you've done to that young lady, the fact that she even allows you to speak her name without suing you is gracious of her. Because you can keep talking about me the way you've done me. Every time you said my name, I would I would have uh, uh, people showing up to your door with with, with papers, like how uh, what was it Royce Reed on Love and Hip Hop? Not Love and Hip Hop, Basketball Wives couldn't say Dwayne uh, Dwight Howard's name, uh, 
and like how the lady that was on that show, there was like a, a first wife show they had out that uh, uh, Tashira Simmons and a couple of other like starter wives of uh, famous people were on. And apparently 50 Cent's baby mother was on there and he she said his name on the show and the show got pulled from the air. So that's how Meghan Markle, if I was Meghan Markle, that's how I'd be treating my father. You say my name anywhere. I'm canceling the whole thing. You have to run me a coin for saying my name. Uh, but I guess cool on you for admitting that you were doing that, but you still trash. Like it doesn't make you not trash because you admitted what people kind of already figured out. Cause the lack of the lack of energy that girl gives you in response to the things you do, let me know that you you had took up with some people who she felt were against her and you betrayed her. And so now she's through with you. Okay. So move on with your life. Um, in other news and talking about trash families. Um, so there's a young lady. Um, her name is Gabby Petito, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, if you haven't been following the story. So she's from Long Island, from out east. And she went on a, she's 22 years old. And she went on a road trip with her fiance. Um, I guess like they practice this like van life situation where they like basically like travel around and live out of a van. Um, and so her and the boyfriend or fiance, I should say, went on a trip, um, in late July, early August. Um, and they were traveling all over the place, uh, on the, uh, what's the word I want to call it? Like the Northwestern side of the country. Like they were in Wyoming, uh, California, places like that. And basically they got in her and the, her and the fiance got into some type of altercation. Police were called, but they deemed that it wasn't anything serious enough to arrest anybody or anything. They went on their way the last time she spoke to her mother was on August 25th, where she sent the mother and her texted that she spoke to the mother. And I guess they were on their way back to Florida where they live now. Um, the next communications the mother had with her were through text messages on the 28th and the 30th. And then after that, she went quiet and so after two weeks of no contact, no response, and the fiance's parents not giving the mom a response or anything about where her daughter was, the mom filed a missing persons report. And so now the story has turned to the fact that this girl has been presumably missing since August 25th. The fiance drove back to Florida from wherever they went, Wyoming, wherever, without the fiance didn't say anything to her, to the girl's parents. And apparently the fiance's parents and the girl's parents like all know each other because they live, they grew up together in long Island. They went to the same high school, like everybody, like the, the parents are connected to one another. And so now the fiance, the guy's parents won't answer any calls or speak to the girl's parents and tell them anything. And now I think as of yesterday or the day before the guy who there, who is suspected of doing something to the girl is now missing, missing quote unquote. 
we believe, or the, the, the people of the world who are following the story believe that the guy's parents are helping him hide uh, from the thing. But it, like the messed up thing is y'all are fam- y'all are friends. Like y'all are family friends. Like if your son did something to that girl, why would you not either tell those people, I think my son did something or get your son to tell that girl's parents what happened. Like the fact that y'all are letting them live in this like limbo state and you're ignoring their calls, you're ignoring their texts. Like, cause the fiance and the girl that's missing lived with the other guy's parent with the, with the guy's parents. So I'm just kind of like, y'all are trash. Y'all know y'all, son- I understand wanting to protect and do the best for your kids, but what about that woman's kid? That woman has no idea where her daughter is. She doesn't know if her daughter is alive, dead, nothing. And you don't want to say nothing to her. You don't want to respond to a phone call. You don't want to say, like, how awful do you have to be? And this, and again, these are people who know each other. This is not like, oh, this is some girl that they, they all lived in the same town out in Suffolk County. The kids grew up together. Like, you don't feel like you, you, you want to say something to that woman like that's just messed up to me so now the guy is quote unquote missing slash hiding so now we looking for the girl and we looking for him I think the last thing I saw was that the police wherever they are in Florida were either getting or had gotten a search warrant to search the house where the guy is and see if they can get any evidence from anything in there but I'm like the girl been missing since August 25th. A missing persons report wasn't filed until September 11th. It is now September 19th. Like my guy had mad time to get rid of any evidence or anything that could potentially link him or give answers to what happened to this girl. So I'm just kind of like, I'm not understanding what is taking this long and why this process is moving so slowly and, and how this dude was allowed to disappear. Because if he's a person of interest, because they're saying he's not a suspect, but he is a person of interest. If he's a person of interest, why are the local police, wherever he is, not keeping a better eye on him? Like, how did he manage to slip away, allegedly? Like, I I, I have questions. Well, I I feel like people can slip away unless they have evidence about it. Like, you you can, um, unless they have a warrant for your arrest. You you mean tell me when nobody keeping up with his house, sitting outside, nothing? I, they, they're probably not, honestly. That's not, crazy. Not until they have more evidence, um, which is which is very possible. Um, yeah, like what what what's weird for me? Which weird to me? It's it's interesting because I just heard um, I I was listening to uh Josh Johnson's podcast, mm-hmm. and he was talking about he he watches like a lot of crime documentaries, mm-hmm. and like his story seems like. Like, cause the guy came back and he was like, "Where's, where's the guy? The girl?" She was like, "What? What?" Mm-hmm. Like, he was talking about a story, which like the woman was very stupid. Apparently, mm-hmm. it, was just, it was a bad crime. Yeah, so the crime was. So what happened was, she was always talking about, like all her friends, got married before and she never got married. Mm-hmm. Then, she meets somebody. And they get married within like a week, mm-hmm. I guess, because she was saying like, "Oh, I found somebody mm-hmm. married within a week." Then they go on a honeymoon, mm-hmm. and then she just comes back without him. <laughs> and they're like, "But where is he?" Yeah, like what happened? 
and she says, oh, we were at on a cliff and he was like, oh, I love you so much, but I can't, I don't know if I can do this with, with, um, I can provide for you the way I need to provide for you because I love you so much. So he jumped off the cliff. Girl, this man, <laughs> this man, who you think, who you think you playing with, with that story? Don't do that. Don't do that. I, Cause he loved me so much. He jumped off the cliff. Cause the he ladies, loved me so much. think people dumb. <laughs> Got to. You know like, she told that story with a straight face, thinking people was gonna believe her. I was like, impossible. I was like, obviously, you you killed the man. Are you jotting that? Are you so. jotting that? Right. Like that's crazy. My whole thing is this though. Like, like I, I don't understand. Like the the point I'm making was mm-hmm. he goes on a trip. You can't come back without the person, and then be and then conf- act like conf- nothing happened. <laughs> I like. Where is the person you came with? <laughs> like that's like that's my whole thing. What I'm you, like, what did you? What did you, what was? What do you think was going to happen? Right, like nobody was going to notice because the girl, the Gabby, the young lady who's missing, her family reported her missing, not the guy's family. Her family reported her mom reported her missing because after two weeks she couldn't reach her daughter, and I'm like. Then people know that that girl live in their house. Dude pulled back up from a a road trip they were on for like almost two months without her, and ain't nobody say nothing. We always just like, oh, so like, what story could he possibly have told them (laughs) that they believed? Huh? I'm not saying that he's not a grown man and they can't, and that they their their autonomy over him isn't limited. I get that, but I'm like. The fact that you just ice the girl, the other the girl's family out, and not even trying to like, I, I, I just I just don't know how I would feel if I was the girl's mom and me and their family know each other. The kids grew up together, and now my kid's missing, and you don't want to talk to me. Like, how how am I supposed to feel about that? How, what am I supposed to interpret that as? You you complicit in the situation as far as I'm concerned. Even if you didn't do anything, you don't know what happened. Like the fact that you are flat out refusing to talk to me is suspicious. I yeah, got some you, questions you, and some concerns. You can't, you can't go on a trip with somebody and come back and be like, and come back without them. <laughs> and, be like, and then act like, and, oh, and, and, I got and, it. And you just go to work like, oh, what one person you came with? What? Eh. Big man. Let's, let's move on. I'm like, what? Let's stop talking about that. No. Let's stop talking you about left with the person, person I left with. What are you talking about? Okay. You left on July 2nd. I'm reading the, the dates. You left July 2nd, came back on September 1st. So you were with, we were away with her for two months and you come back without her and I don't have no questions. I'm not, I, I'm going to need some answers, Mr. Sir. It's very upsetting. I don't understand. I just, ooh. I just, I like, I understand, like, what could his parents add in the sense of they weren't on the trip? They don't know. But I'm like, the fact that you won't even acknowledge that the, the girl's parents are trying to reach out to you and be like, we're so sorry. We we wish we could help. Like, you're not offering them people nothing. You just flat out ignoring them. It's giving me, y'all know y'all son did something, but y'all don't want to... Y'all don't want to get involved, quote unquote, get involved. I'm like, mm, yeah. Um, um. Let's um, let's move on. Yeah, I hope I hope she's found. I hope her family can get closure. I hope that young man is found, and if he did something to her, that he's prosecuted to the fullest extent of the laws. Because I already see reports talking about, oh, he has mental health issues. I'm like, I'm not playing the mental health issue story with y'all. Everything was fine till he kidnapped, 
hurt, potentially harmed her. Now it's mental health. Go away from me, y'all. Away. Um, moving on. So this past, last week we talked about um, the upcoming VMA. So they happened. So um, I just wanted to do a quick little, a quick little conversation about it. So I, as I mentioned on the podcast, I wanted to very much see the performances for Chloe Bailey from Chloe Ben Halley. And I also wanted to see um, my good sis, Normani. So Chloe came out and did her um, performance of Have Mercy. Um, when the performance opened up and she was wearing the Red Riding Hood uh, outfit, I was like, oh Lord, they already gonna start and say that it's a demon sacrifice because it's red and it has a hood on it and it's satanic. I said, why Chloe put that on? The people, the people already starting with it. I know it. So she finished the performance. It gave a lot. She did a lot of like screaming, like it, it, it was a lot. Um, but she gave, she sang, she danced, she did what she had to do. Um, and then afterwards, of course, like clockwork, the Chloe sold her soul storylines started popping up. And so she posted the video being like, uh, I see people keep talking about, uh, I sold my soul. Like, like no like this like why would you why would you say why would you say that like that's that's absolutely ridiculous i was just really excited and passionate about the performance uh it was my first solo thing without my sister and i was just really excited like it, i got very emotional like if you see at the end of the performance i go off to the side of the stage and i'm crying because i'm so excited i'm so happy i'm just you know it's all my emotions coming into this bubbling over but like i need y'all to relax and then i saw this uh post on the internet and it it really encapsulated for me like where my thoughts were about people immediately jumping to the demonic she sold her soul whatever uh and this is written by uh d danielle thomas uh her instagram is unfit christian and she said internalized white supremacist christianity looks like saying you can do all things through christ but attributing exceptional black talent and success to illuminati deals with the devil make it make sense and i was just like this is perfect this is exactly what i i feel like i'm trying to articulate when i talk about why is it always when black people do something or black people are successful it's because they sold their souls to the devil if we can do all things through christ who strengthens us why can't we be successful and achieve things under this all things through christ who strengthens us umbrella why is it that when we are successful or we achieve certain things we automatically attribute it to illuminati selling soul to the devil devil like why do we automatically jump to that when a black person does well at something like why why can't it ever be the god bless them god gave them like why do we automatically jump to the devil and i saw another post that said you know for as much as we talk about being christians we spend more time talking about the devil than we do about christ and i'm like y'all might not be lying there may be there may be a big factoid in there because whenever white people achieve and i'm not doing a what about but it's like i never see when a a taylor swift or a Olivia Rodrigo or uh, One Direction or Harry Styles, any of these like white artists, when they achieve Adele, when they achieve major acclaim, they win Grammys and Oscars and blah, 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 blah. I never see any, well, you know, they only won that because they sold, they sold to the devil. Like, why is it always black people that we jump to whenever black people do something or, 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 or have something going on? 
the, the post continued to say, how are you going to say power belongs to God, be made in the image of God, but constantly accept mediocrity as the manifestation of said power? Why is it that all our things are limited to our ability to, to survive, not even thrive in this life? You mean to tell me that the strength of Christ who healed the sick, raised the dead, fed the hungry, prayed, uh, preached, taught, did carpentry, attended a kickback or five, was murdered by the state and then raised himself from the dead. You're telling me that this strength alone ain't in me, ain't enough for me to use my gifts and talents for success, stability and liberation. I got to make the de- a deal with the devil to have all that. And I'm just like, I yeah, I, I 100% agree with this. Like we have got to stop every time a black person do something and they're good or it's exciting or it's whatever, ascribing some type of relationship with the devil to it. Like, it's just, it's stupid at this point. It's stupid. Because if that's the case, everybody has done something with the devil. Because if that's the case, Kirk Franklin made a deal with the devil. Yolanda Adams made one. Um, Tyler Perry made one. It's a lot of quote unquote Christian people who are very successful um, in the entertainment field. So if Chloe and Beyonce and whoever else made a deal with the devil, how come them people didn't do it too? Walk me through it. Make the logic. Make it make sense. Um, the other thing that was uh, of interest to me during this uh, VMAs was Normani. Because I think Normani is an incredibly talented individual. But I, I don't know why she just doesn't... It just doesn't hit for her in the way that it's supposed to. And I'm not sure why. I don't know if it's her. I don't know if it's the people around her. But it's upsetting me and my homegirls that my sis does not... It doesn't give... like I. It, Something there's a disconnect between what she does and what and how it's received by the public, and I'm not really sure why. But she did her performance of Wild Side that she released a couple months ago, and it was very good. Um, she gave dances, she gave vocals, she gave a lot of things. At the end of her performance, um, she climbed up like uh, I saw this uh, like structure getting rolled out, and I was like, Is that Tiana Taylor? looking great like she always does. I was like, this is very random because Tiana not on the song. Tiana not, I don't know of any participation Tiana had in the song, but whatever, she's there. So Normani climbs up the thing, kind of does like a little little grind on um, Tiana Taylor, puts her lady bits in Tiana Taylor's face, climbs back down and then hangs upside down and that's the end of the performance. And I was waiting for the outrage about, but what about the children? Won't they be confused? What kind of message is this sending to the children? Uh, what about my granddaughters? I didn't see it. It was very quiet in the what about the kids conversation. Um, and that lets me know, which what I already know, but it confirms to me what I already know. Y'all are only concerned about the kids when it's men participating in any type of same gender storyline. We don't care when women do it, but when it's men, what about the kids? My daughter can't be confused too. If she see a girl grinding on a girl, she can't have confusion. She can't have questions. Why is it only boys have questions if they see, or boys only allegedly have questions if they see man on man storylines? Why girls don't have questions too? If they see a girl on girl situation? Like if we're going to talk about kids having questions or what about the kids, I just need us to keep it a buck and the same. Because here's the thing. Um, I recall being in my mid to early teens, watching the VMAs, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, um, when Madonna tongued down both Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera. I didn't have any questions. I was just like, oh, they kissed. Then I moved on with my life. 
So I'm not sure why we have a hard time, why we can move on when we see women doing woman on woman things. But when it's two men, all of a sudden the world is up in arms. The kids are going to be confused. We got to answer questions. It's the same thing. And if y'all not going to keep the same energy for both, just admit that y'all homophobic and go. Just, I'm not playing with y'all no more. But only homophobic when it comes to men, not women. Just, just, just say that and go. Because I'm, I'm not going back and forth with none of y'all no more. Because I didn't see near think peace. Near, I didn't see near anything about, oh my God, Normani, lesbian. Oh my God. Like all this, oh my God, Normani did such a good job. Tiana looks great. Oh my God, this is great. Black women's impact. That's the energy I got. Not the, oh my God, what about the kids? And then I saw somebody make a post and I was like, y'all not lying here. Somebody was like, so Lil Nas X and his stuff be confusing the kids. But when y'all church people was watching them Tyler Perry plays when he was dressed up in a whole woman's outfit and and playing a woman in plays and movies, no, the kids couldn't be confused by that? The kids wasn't confused by Tyler Perry's... The kids wasn't confused by that? Okay, but they confused by not... Okay, cool. So, again, the arguments gotta, like, line up a little bit. Like, <laughs> Tyler Perry was running around here dressed in full woman's gear doing these 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 plays on the church circuit wasn't nobody confused um carlton banks his whole profile is him putting on women's clothes and wigs and stuff like that and acting stuff out kids ain't gonna be confused by that but it's okay because it's christian look y'all stop playing in my face just stop i'm not doing this with y'all no more um i'm moving on so they had the Met Gala this week, and uh, before you do that, mm-hmm. did you see the um, video with Aquafina? Yes, I saw the video. I saw Aquafina, Miss Ma'am. This why this is why I don't fool with others trying to be down with our culture and 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 acting like they cool. Because when push comes to shove and they get pressed, it'd be a whole like a ah 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 ah. So, no words, th- th- just a bunch th- th- of ah. This is this is my concern. Go away from us. I understand what she's trying to say. Because I did not. But but like what what you're not understanding what the problem is. So like she was basically saying I talk like this because I don't want to be make a caricature of Asian people and talk Asian. But what is talk Asian, sis? Well, well, that's that's the point she's making, though. That's the point she's making. Is she like there's there's a lot of media that like have like oh Chinese people talk like this or Japanese people talk like this. like they, they have a lot of that going but why is on. black what you pick sis and that's my point my point is you can talk white you're doing that but you're making a caricature of a black of a black accent in your process you know what I'm saying and then like someone was like someone in the comments was like oh that's how everybody in New York talk I'm like no incorrect we, we do not Incorrect. And first of all, Aquafina is from Flushing. Girl, what black people you been around? Yeah. In, like from people where? in Flushing do not talk like that. Where? <laughs> where? They, I'm not saying black people don't live in Flushing, but the black people you're imitating don't talk like that. So yeah. where, where where did you learn that, sis? Where? Yeah. But like a lot a lot a lot of um like I like That's why I don't really feature her, honestly. Yeah, but like she like Cause in crazy rich she, Asians, like the that the, the black scent she was doing, I was like, "Well, well, for what?" Like you, you don't have to do that. Why? So like, if if you just said, like honestly, I like someone was saying, like I would respect more if you was like, I do this accent because that's what they want me to do, right? <laughs> for the role, and I just do right. it that way. If you just said right. that, I'm like, okay, right. it's messed up, but I, that, that's what you're doing, right? But don't like do these hoops and circles with right. me, 
Like, I know Asian say, people like, who, who just, hang out just, with black just, people all the time who say, don't talk like that. Just say producers want me to do this and yeah. that's why I do it. Yeah. <laughs> because all of this, I don't want to, I don't want to be stereotypically Asian. So you decide to be stereotypically black set. Like, girl, do you think we're stupid, Miss Aquafina? Do yeah. you? So, like, stop it. Just, just, just say that I'm doing this because the producer said this. What they, that, that's that's why they pay me. They pay me to do this accent. Because I'm like, like every character she does, she has that black scent. But then and she, when, and she doesn't talk like that in real life. That's the part that gets me. It's like when she's when she was doing that interview, I was like, she doesn't talk like that. Because even the show Nora from Queens, she talks with that same black scent. So I'm like, oh, this must maybe really be how she no, talks. She talks like that. Fine, she talks like that. But the fact that you talk like that in these like portrayals of Asian people from Queens or from wherever but in your real life you talk very traditional North American I, I'm confused Sonny what's the reason go away from us with this Aquafina go away yeah um yes moving on Matt Gallo so the theme was Americana and it was it was some very cute things that were happening um Normani looked really good um, Kim Kardashian looked like a shadow child. Kim Kardashian took a picture next to her sister, and I was like, "Is that the shadow?" I didn't realize it was Kim. Kim had on some whole body face covering black thing with just her ponytail hanging out. I, I, I'm not doing this with her no more. Like her and her husband, get away from us with this weirdness, okay? Um, there was some really cool looking looking ensembles. Um. Jeremy Pope, he wore um something that gave tribute to like the cotton picking of um black American slavery. It was very nice. Um I like the message he gave. Um Alexandria Ocasio Cortez um came and put on a, a a white dress that had the words tax the rich on the back and I was just like the people that's at this or like well, I understand yeah, the statement you're trying to make, but I, also I, I, I think she is talking about the people that attacked. I was like, I hope we talk about them because they. Yeah, she, she they is talking about them. I'm like, okay, girl, whatever. Um, yeah, there were a few looks that were like I really, really enjoyed. Um, and then of course the the Rihanna is the queen of the Met Ball, so the people were waiting for her, and she showed up last. And when she got out the car, I'm not gonna hold you. I was like, what What does my queen have on? Because what is this? It was giant. It was black. She had on a beanie. I was like, Rihanna, what is what is this? And then uh. ASAP Rocky had on like a blanket, a very colorful and heavy looking blanket. I was like, ah, what's taking place there? But apparently she, after she explained what the outfit was, I got it. So basically it was this like very voluminous black dress. And what she said was it was, she was inspired by the black hoodie and the beanie and that look of like the black hoodie and the black beanie is what black people get criminalized for all the time. And that's something we need to like focus on and pay attention to in this country. And that's why I got this ensemble. Like it was very cute. Like Rihanna definitely wears things that only she could wear. Cause I was like anybody else to try to put on a black comforter looking ensemble with a sparkly headband and a beanie would look nuts, but somehow she makes it work. ASAP threw that blanket off that, uh, that, that, uh, Wakanda blanket he had on off and had on like a very regular, like tuxedo situation. I didn't even, I said, you threw that blanket off to give me that. Get to get the blanket on, sir. I don't have time for this. Um, but at least he don't be looking crusty. Like how, um, Meek Mill used to be looking next to Nicki Minaj all the time. Leave that man alone. No, that man stayed looking undone next to that lady. And I didn't like that. <laughs> Leave him alone. I won't. I'll never get over it. 
I was always like, what is this? What is this look that we're doing? Why does she look prepared for this and you don't? Um, also, Iman gave what she was supposed to give. Iman is like 60 something and she is just, ugh, she's gorgeous. She gave what she was supposed to give. Um, Billie Eilish looked nice. I never think she looks nice. I always think she looks weird, but she looked very nice uh, at the Met Gala this year. I'm sure there are other people I'm forgetting, but I talked about the important people, so I'm gonna move on. Um, I did. Um, I almost forgot about Iman. I did, but like I remembered and she looks great. Um, Yara Shahidi looked very nice, but she always looks nice. Yara looks nice. Um, Storm Reed looked nice as well. I like her. She, she was giving me very grown. Lil Nas X came out there giving us transformer. I can transform you. Um, he had on like a gold cape and it was hot the day to Matt Gala. So he must've been sweating underneath there, but then he had on like a very like transformer star wars gold metal suit situation looked very cute love to see it no that was part two yes that was part two loved it kiki palmer looks great she's gorgeous i love that girl if they do a whitney biopic they have to get kiki palmer to play whitney like it's an absolute like essential must have yeah because because he, he had three albums on yeah yeah he, he had a lot of ensembles he had he had L- Lil Nas X. yeah Lil, yeah he had ensembles because then i think underneath the uh gold um uh, uh, Star Wars outfit was a was a bejeweled bodysuit. Um, Lupita looked great um, in her denim dress. Um, Alicia Keys, I'm gonna move on because there's really nothing to talk about. Um, Amanda Stanberg, I, I I wanted to like it, but I didn't. Erica, Erica, Tracy Ellis Ross. The dress wasn't bad, but I hated the hair. Um, she's too pretty to be looking like that. Um. Yeah. Other than that, it's really nothing to to get into. Um. So speaking of Nicki Minaj. Uh. So. Long story short, Nicki Minaj is married to a gentleman. Gentleman used very loosely here, who um has a criminal record. Um is currently embroiled in a case of uh alleged uh rape of someone many years ago. Um, and you know, there's been stories about how him and Nikki and their people tried to like pressure the woman to drop her charges and to recant her story. They tried to offer her money, blah, 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 blah. It's the whole thing. Go on the internet, Google it. It's out there. Um, so I guess this, when he came back to New York, he was supposed to register as a sex offender and he did not, which is a violation of whatever the terms of his release from prison were. So now they've been trying to serve him with papers to get him back into court to answer for not filing um, as a sex offender. And so I guess they was dodging the people who was doing the, uh, they was dodging getting served and all this other stuff. And it was becoming a big story. So the theory is that, um, Nikki, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Nikki posted something about she's doing more research on getting the vaccine because her friend's cousin in Trinidad got the vaccine and now he has swollen testicles. And so this turned into a whole international snafu because the Trinidadian health authorities are like, wait, we giving the vaccine to somebody having a side effect like this. How don't we know? We have to look into this. So now the Trinidadian government is looking for this alleged person that has these swollen balls so they can, you know, verify the story and, you know, do studying or whatever, whatever the case is uh apparently that, that really was a big thing i was it like really, it really was a big thing it really was a big thing and it's like 
I don't know how Nicki Minaj doesn't realize what her reach is and how her word means things to people. So the people in Trinidad was searching for this person. I don't think it's real a real person. I think they concluded that this person does not exist, whoever it is that she said has these swollen balls. Then the reason why they had to do that was because they're fighting to get people to take the vaccine in the first place. Yeah. So now that she's saying it, now mm-hmm. they have to address it or people are not going to take the vaccine. Yeah. So then that turned into uh, the White House saying they would like to speak to her to just kind of give her some more details. She said that she was invited to the White House to sit down and talk to President Biden about the vaccine. And the press secretary was like, ah, we never told that lady that. We invited her to a phone call so we can answer questions for her. I don't know why she told y'all that she's coming up here because we never told her to come up here. So there's that. Um, so basically all of this hullabaloo about Nicki Minaj, basically pe- some people feel like this was just set up as a distraction uh, from the fact that her husband is being indicted or being called to court or whatever the case is because she's implicated in the situation as well. And so long story short, Nicki Minaj is going out really sad. Like to be, to think back to 10 years ago when Nicki Minaj was that girl on the rap scene, she was killing features she was killing performances like she was that girl and to see her going out sad like this between the being married to a man who's a alleged pedophile and rapist and then having a kid with him and now you caught up in this covid vaccine misinformation conversation like you just she's just going out sad so i believe uh to the point uh her word is so influential people were down in atlanta protesting the vaccine because of Nicki minaj and like i saw the videos where they were like Nicki minaj said that there's something wrong with this and we believe her she wouldn't lie we have to protest this because they're hiding things and now they're trying to suppress Nicki's voice and blah i'm like this lady then started a literal international sugar honey iced tea storm off of a tweet and I don't have a problem with people having their own opinions and their own thoughts or whatever. But at the same time, I'm like, I need her to also her and celebrities in general to recognize the influence that they have and to be careful. Which is goes back to my what they my, my statement as the last podcast about Nikki and Kanye. I don't think they realize they're celebrity. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think they realize how much. Like I feel like they don't realize that mm-hmm. you know who you you know you're you're Nicki Minaj, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't know, you know you're Kanye. You can't just be saying stuff. Yeah, because it affects a lot of people. Yeah, when you be saying stuff, like I, I feel like they don't realize how big they are. Yeah, you can't just be saying things. Yeah, like your your reach is way too wide for you to just be saying stuff. And it wasn't like she was saying she was anti-vax. She was just saying when this you, is what I you, heard. Yeah, I need to do more research. But when you say things, people it take it things and run with it, and so it's become this whole you, like literally you're, international you're, story. You're affected two countries. Yeah. And then like there was a reporter who was working on the story trying to find out who this person was. Now people are threatening the reporter's family because Nicki Minaj put out the reporter's like address or phone number or something like that. So now it's become like a whole You're affecting whole countries. A whole like thing. It's become a whole thing. And it's just like and I saw this uh this uh clip from Trinidad Trinidadian news um story and the 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 newscaster was like, you know, for you to be causing such havoc in a country you don't really support like that, it's crazy to me. Yes, your family may be from here, but what have you done for this country? Every time you come here, like you getting into something with somebody, like it's never positive when it comes to you and your association with this country. So like if you could just not. And I was like, you're right, because the Trinidad don't have the re- like I'm sure them people in the health health department at Trinidad was in a, a full grown panic. 
Like, who is this person that got this side effect that we don't know about? Like, yeah, because we're trying, we're fighting to get people to the vaccine. And now you're saying people getting swollen testicles. So now it's making us look crazy. Now we got to go into overdrive to find this person, figure out, is this from the vaccine? Is it from something like you just expended a bunch of resources that then people really could have used for something else, all for something that ultimately turned out to just be some hearsay. Cause they ain't find no person, so I'm just like, Lord have mercy. Nikki is going out very sad. She looks crazy. Um, and then you know, people say Nikki do the drugs, and given given the videos that I've seen in the last couple of years, like she definitely gives me coke rage in some of them. So you know, just she just going out sad. To be one of the greatest female rappers of our time, to be going out like this, like people ain't even talk about your music no more, girl. Like we just keep talking about your antics and the things that you keep doing, and it's very, very, very unfortunate. Like. I don't know if she just did a really good job of seeming sane for a long time and now it's unraveling that maybe she's not but it's sad to see but she be doing it to herself yeah like she be, a lot of the things she's been in it's her she's talking she's saying things she's doing things she's bringing this negative attention to herself we, it's we her gotta, we gotta hear about yes um uh, moving on speaking of Nicki Minaj uh so Karen Civil uh, is uh, <laughs> is a we not sure what she do but she's in the music industry she's supposedly a public relations management person she's been um, linked to the careers of uh, Mac Miller and Nipsey Hussle rest in peace to them both in addition to other various artists the reason I say and speaking of Nicki Minaj is because she uh, is apparently one of the people on Nicki Minaj's PR team which works to get like negative things about Nicki Minaj scrubbed off of social media getting people's accounts deleted who have spoken negatively about Nicki Minaj etc etc so Karen Civil um apparently has been a scammer for some time and you know it's coming to light again after she's done it to someone else so Jesse Wu is a internet like a you a YouTube like comedian singer. Um, she's been on Love and Hip Hop. She's currently on Wild and Out with Nick Cannon, and she's been in the entertainment industry for a little while now. So, a few months ago, maybe earlier this year, Jesse Wu was doing a podcast with two girls who uh, she was kind of cool with, and she was trying to get into the podcast world, so she was doing a podcast with them. Um. She was friends with another young lady who was developing a podcast called See The Thing Is. When Joe Budden came out with his podcast network, See The Thing Is was the first podcast that was promoted or or or, or pushed forward on his network. And when the name and the announcement came out, there was a young lady who happens to be Jesse Wu's friend who came out and said, see, the thing is, is my idea. That's something that I was working on. And, you know, they stole my name and my concept or whatever the case is. How does Karen Civil fit into this? Karen Civil also had slash has a podcast on the Joe Budden Network called something. Girl, I guess I think it's what it's called. And her and Joe apparently are, you know, friends, acquaintances, whatever the case may be. And Karen knew the girl who had the see the thing is idea. So the girl was kind of like, I told you about my idea. Somehow it's now ended up on this network that you're now affiliated with. Mighty convenient. So the girl, you know, 
in this day and age, everybody goes on social medias and rants and talks about things. So the girl came went on social media and did her rant about how her thing was stolen, et cetera, et cetera. Karen Silva can't be trusted, yada, yada, yada. I guess Karen reached out to the girl and told her, you need to take that stuff down, uh, whatever, whatever. The girl didn't. And so Karen, with her public relations connections, was able to get the girl's social media platforms suspended. And, you know, in this age of, you know, social media personalities, they get paid based on their engagement on their social media pages. So the girl was like, I guess the girl must have called Karen and was like, oh, you know, how did you like, why did you do this? I wasn't lying. I was telling the truth, blah, 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 blah. And in the midst of this, the girl and Jesse were talking and I guess Karen got the girl to backtrack everything she said on her page and basically make it like Jesse Wu was the one who encouraged her to write these damaging things about Karen Civil. As a result, Karen Civil turns around and files a lawsuit for $3 million against Jesse Wu for um, alleged defamation of character and how Jesse basically like was trying to use Karen to come up in the industry or whatever the case is. So this lawsuit was filed. I guess they went through some, you know, court court proceedings back and forth. And basically the judge ruled in Jesse Wu's favor saying that they didn't feel that Karen's complaint had enough of enough merit to warrant what she was saying. So Jesse Wu comes on her social media and posts and said, you know, thank God for justice because this lady was trying to intimidate me into not talking about her. Cause what happened was when she was trying to serve Jesse Wu these papers, she had a company reach out to Jesse Wu under false pretenses to get her to a, a, a hosting gig for something for the rap artist Trina. And when she when Jesse got on the flight, got to Atlanta or wherever the location was and got to the gig, she steps out of the car and a process server hands her the paperwork saying you've been served. And that's when she realizes there is no event. There is no thing. This lady just wanted to get me in a place to serve me papers. So that becomes the whole thing. But essentially, you know, the court ruling um, based on what Jesse posted is that they don't feel like there is enough of a significant uh, claim on Karen Civil's part to um, justify this lawsuit. So Jesse posts some stuff about it and she talks about it on social media, whatever the case is. Then, you know, people are like, oh yeah, Karen, she's a scammer, this, 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 and this. So Joyner Lucas, the rapper comes out and says, yeah, she scammed me out of $60,000 when I was an up and coming rapper. Um, I needed management. I needed assistance. And, you know, people told me she was it. She was good in the industry. And then she took my money and stopped answering my calls. And she basically had her mans like send me text messages and emails asking me to recant after I spoke out about it. And, you know, I was up and coming in the industry and I knew she had clout and I was so scared. I didn't say anything at the time. But now I'm going to say something because you can't do anything to me. You are a scammer. You do take from people. And then people were like, yeah, Cameron tried to tell y'all because apparently she stole money from Cameron years ago. And when it happened, everybody was calling Cameron a black woman hater. And Cameron is a lot of things. He's an Aquarius man and I stand my Aquarius people. Cameron is a lot of things. But what he's not is no liar. If he said you took money from him, you took money from him. Like to me, he's kind of like Damon Dash to me. Like they may be abrasive. They may be aggressive. They may be a lot of things, but... If that man said he took you took money from him, what reason does he have to make up and say you took money from him? And then um, one of Meek Mill's um, associates from Dream Chasers also said years ago that she stole money from him. So it's like she has a pattern of stealing money from people. And so it's just like, 
how and she's one of those like women's empowerment black people uplift type of people but it's like how are you like that when you stealing money from people and apparently um there's another story about a haitian rapper who is unnamed but there are a few Haitian rappers in the game so you can you know use your deductive reasoning and figure out which one it is who was apparently raising money for the relief efforts after the earthquake that recently hit Haiti and like Karen Civil is trying to press him on giving her the money so she can distribute it and it's like again you taking money from people and you not doing your job you a scammer sis you a whole scammer so it's like it's very unfortunate to see to see that that's what's happening but I'm glad that you know people are speaking up because I feel like people like this get away with it for so long because no one speaks up and says anything because they're scared so hopefully you know people speaking up and there will be more stories to continue to come out about this will you know hopefully stop this foolishness in the tracks because it's too much it's too much um next thing so I don't know if you saw Mark but um earlier this week uh there was a video that came out um there were three women, tourists from Texas, who came to a restaurant on the Upper West Side, Carmine's, to have lunch or whatever the case is. And in New York City specifically, as of September 13th, if you want to dine inside a restaurant, you have to have proof of vaccination and a, a valid ID that matches the name on the vaccination card or whatever the case may be. Uh, if you don't have that, you are welcome to dine outside, but you cannot dine inside the restaurant. For that restaurant. For that restaurant. Some restaurants, you know, they're having it regardless whether it's inside, outside, whatever. So apparently, based on the video I saw, it looks like the 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 hostess at the front on the sidewalk asked for this vaccination proof and ID. The women were upset by it for whatever reason. She explained, you can sit outside if you don't have the stuff or don't want to show it. But if you want to sit inside, you have to. And I guess they didn't like that. And that turned into a brawl. And the women were arrested. And I think they have to come back to court next month. Now, the comment section when I was reading the story was interesting. Some people were like, de Blasio has these people out here trying to enforce his policies. It's unlawful. It's unconstitutional. It's this, is that. That girl, she's she's signing up for this. She knows what she's getting into. And in my head, I'm like, for one, if you're visiting, it's COVID. The pandemic is still active. If you're visiting someplace, you need to do your research as the visitor and know what the protocols and procedures are for when you go there. So yeah, in Texas, they might be doing whatever, but in New York, just like Texas can do whatever it wants, New York can do whatever they want. And they said, you got to have vaccination proof and your ID to match. For two, if you were given the option to sit outside, if you didn't have the proof or didn't want to show it, why did it escalate into a fight that the girl's coworkers had to come and break up? Like... For all we know, the hostess may not even agree with this mandate or whatever the case is, but as part of her agreement to work at this job, she is in charge of making sure that she checks everything. Because if God forbid there is a positive case that comes out of that restaurant and they need to do contact tracing, if she was the person that they look at the schedule and see was on that day, they're going to check the cameras. They're going to ask her, did you check? Did you make sure? Whatever, whatever. So as far as I'm concerned, the hostess was only doing her due diligence as the hostess. You can feel however you want to feel about whoever has to enforce it, but she was doing her due diligence at the end of the day. Now, I read 
um, a, a statement from the lawyer of the, the tourists. And the lawyer is basically saying that the fight escalated because they did have the hostess check their things. They went inside and ate then the or sat down to eat. Then the hostess came in and questioned their credentials and apparently racial epithets were said and uh they felt like they were being um profiled and then the hostess lunged at them and i'm like huh the video shows the altercation happening outside in the front so I would I need to see more video evidence before I come to a conclusion. But based on the video we saw that was like circling through the news, it doesn't look like y'all were ever inside the restaurant. So how did she come in after y'all sat down after showing your information and then proceed to get you who, to come back outside? The people sitting the people's who who's was the races of the people? The hostess was white. The, the The people who were fighting were black. And they're saying that the host lunged at them? Yes. They're saying that the host lunged at them and that she called them the N-word um, after she let them go inside and then somehow made them come back outside because she didn't think their vaccination documents were real. I'm like, but if she thought your vaccination documents weren't real, why would she have let you go inside? And then why would she have come in after you were already sitting down and ordered drinks? And made an issue about it and tried to make them like I, it's not making any sense to me. Like, well, I'm confused. Were there were the documents real? I don't know. Oh. I mean, they're they they were grown women. They were like in the like one of them is 44, one of them is 49, and their niece was uh, in her 20s. But like, they're the the two older women are like professional women. Like, one of them is like a PhD in pharmaceutical science. Um, and uh, the other one is her assistant. So I'm like, these are professional women. So I'm just kind of like, this story is getting weird to me now because why, if they showed you vaccine documents, if you didn't feel like they were real, why did you let them in? And then if you let them in, why would you go back and make it as a hostess and make a scene? And also why would the hostess leave her space at the front where she's supposed to welcome people and check people to go back there. Like if she really felt like, oh, their vaccine documents aren't real, why would the hostess not go to the manager and be like, I don't think their documents are real. Like just there's things about it that just don't make any sense to me at all. But you know, their their lawyer um, is saying that uh, they were racially profiled and that uh, this guy, uh, Gary Newsom, who is the uh, who is the coordinator or leader or whatever of the Black Lives Matter like New York City chapter? They're planning to protest in front of the restaurant because this is unacceptable. They were treated badly, and uh, you know they want to make it like the the black people were the problem, but it was really the hostess. I'm like, uh, this don't make no sense. I'm going to need to see some more camera footage of what took place. Um, before, cause I'm like the, the story not adding up to me. It's not adding up, not by any stretch of the imagination. 
Yes, the Upper West Side got some issues. It's a little, it's a little, it's a little spicy in, in with the, with the racist thing sometimes. But I'm just like that just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Like that you would be allowed to go and sit down, then the hostess leaves her post to come back to get you, and then y'all end up fighting outside. It don't make no sense. But all right, y'all, go ahead. Um, and then the last thing I want to touch on real quick was the Fat Joe versus Ja Rule, Ja Rule versus. Like I said in the last podcast, Ja Rule was going to wash Fat Joe and wash him, he did. Um, yeah, Ja came out swinging. I don't think Fat Joe ever had a chance to really like recover. Like Fat Joe got some songs, but like Ja Rule just had too many, man. Ja Rule had too many hits. I, I, I feel like I saw, saw some takes and I was I was like, what was the concern? I don't, I think um, Fat Joe need to like reconvene about what songs he's putting out mm-hmm. I think he stuck to his script yeah because like once he saw like how Ja Rule was coming out the gate yeah he should have readjusted yeah and I don't think he readjusted great yeah because like Ja Rule came with different energy in the beginning and mm-hmm. like if once he saw the energy you gotta readjust yeah like Ja Rule came out swinging Ja Rule said y'all y'all be disrespecting me y'all be sleeping on me y'all be acting like I'm not Ja Rule like I wasn't that guy for like a, a strong five year stretch I'm about to show you why I'm, a, I'm about to make you clear on why I'm that guy and why I've been that guy like and, like I, I didn't expect that to be the first song Ja Rule comes out with no me I either didn't, I, I thought did, he was gonna say that I did not expect that yeah that threw me off yeah yeah, I I was like, oh, so this is this is how we're starting. All right, well. And okay. someone said that uh, Jar, um, J- Fat Joe should have played all I would do is win first, and I was like, that's true, that's true. Yes, he could have probably started there because what did he play first? Flojo. Girl, listen, which, which is fine. It's, it's a great song. It's just I don't know if it's a good song to start off with. Yeah, and like I just I just felt like Be- because a lot of people don't know. A lot of people might not know that song. Right. Like, start with something that people are familiar with, all, that people will sing along with. All, all, all I do is win would have been a better start. Yeah. Like, he would... I, I like the trash talking that they were doing for the most part, but it was like... When he was talking about, oh, ain't nobody going up for Ja Rule songs, I said, Joe, stop lying. Stop lying. The population and they know the Ja Rule songs and they're singing along, they're going up. Stop playing with us. Stop it now. Um, it did get a little weird, or a lot of weird, when he called, like, Vita and Lil Mo... Dusty and said Ja Rule found him in the crack house. I was just like, now Joe, watch your mouth. I un- I understand that this is trash talking. That's super cool, but you're not in the verses with Vita or Lil Mo. You are in the verses with Ja Rule. There is no reason for you to be talking about them two ladies who came out to do a few seconds on a song and go. Like it was just not necessary. I don't think he knew he was, they were there before he said it. Yeah, no, he, uh, did. he said it after they came out. No, he said it before they came out. No, he said it after. He definitely said it before. He said it after. If he said it, if he said it before, he said it again. He said it more than once. He, he might have said it again. Yes, yes he said it. But he, he definitely said it before. He he. If he why would he say it before? How? What would prompt him to say it before? Because there were um the the comment was because because he brought out Remy, mm-hmm. and like he brought out Remy, and then Jaru was like, "Oh, you bringing out people?" And he was like, "Well, you can't find those two. That's why. That's why you're saying that." Mm. That's why I said. That's why I said he said before because he was saying you you can't find them because they're in the crack house. That's why I say he said before because he that's what he said you can't find them because I don't think he knew he would, they were there. But like, how would he know to say that? Because Ja didn't play the song yet, so how would he know to say that? That's mm. why him saying what 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 was the comment that 
was said for for Joe to respond that way? Because how did he know who he was talking about? No, because yeah, because Jaru was saying, "Oh, you need to bring Remy out to help you out. You gotta okay. bring one." So, okay. like, so like so, Fat Joe was like. Yeah, I got. I have women to help me out, and mm. you you don't have it because you have to bring out those dusty women out. That's that's what he's trying to. He's basically saying. But but even if even if that's the case, we know who the women are on the Jaru on the Jaru songs. You're talking about Ashanti. You're talking about Lil Mo. You're talking about Vita. You're talking about Charlie Baltimore. Yes. Even if they weren't in the building and you didn't know they were there, why would you call them dusty and crackheads? Oh, because it's Fajo. But that's inappropriate to me. Like, oh yeah, it's unnecessary. Yeah. Then nobody called Remy no dusty crack crackhead or called her. Well, they're not going to. Whatever. But ain't nobody like. It's just like I, just, I just felt like it was un, un, I just felt like it was an unnecessary shot to take. Well, yes. And it gave me very much. I know I'm losing, so I'm just saying anything right now, which is cool. But don't like. It just felt unnecessary. Like I feel like, and a lot of people was like, oh, like even in the comments, like I feel like even Fabulous was like, bro, relax. Like a lot of people were in the comments, like Joe, calm down. Like don't don't do that. So then when Lil Mo and Vita came out, like. I don't think they heard what he said because I think Lil Mo said something like, oh, like he came up to her afterwards and apologized like after the, like while they were in the verses. Because I guess Swizz and Timbo must have gotten his ear and was like, at, at, sir, cut it out. And so I guess he must have went like backstage during the intermission and apologized and they were like, what are you apologizing for? And I guess it wasn't until they watched it afterwards that they saw what he said. And Lil Mo was like, yo, you wild disrespectful for that. Like, I've known you in this industry a long time. Like, why would you refer to me that way? And the, and the thing about it that bothered me was that Lil Mo has documented drug issues and so does Vita. So for you to use those words, Correct. it was just not appropriate. And it's like, even if you didn't see them, you know who the people are on the song. So why no, would you say I, something I, like I, that? I, I wasn't saying like he should have said it. I'm just saying... It was inappropriate. Yes. 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 And I, so, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not taking that away. And so I, I'm just saying, like, yeah. he, he, it, I, was, I think it, was, it wasn't necessarily because it wasn't necessarily because the women, the women didn't have Jaru didn't have to bring out any of them. So it was just it just didn't it just wasn't needed. You could just stuck to your conversation with Mr. Rule. Um, and then so after I guess Lil Mo heard what happened or saw it or watched it or whatever she posted on social media was just kind of like yo you you like I've known you for a long time Joe like you mad wild for doing that and then um Remy Ma came in the comments and was like oh you know he's not like that da 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 and Lil Mo was like madam who are you to tell me how to feel about something that somebody said about me get out of my comments expeditiously and it was like Remy should have just sat there and ate her food. She should have minded her business. She shouldn't have interjected. Let Joe do that. So Joe, uh, I guess he sent some flowers and some stuff and apologized to Lomo and to Vita and they both accepted it. Like, I'm like, I think Joe just got caught up in the moment. That's and what just, I'm trying to say. Like, and just got a little too crazy. But like, like, he, he, did, he did too much. He did too much. And it was like, it just wasn't necessary. You should have just kept your commentary to what you and Jeffrey was talking about because all of that was not needed. Um, it was a very, very, all that being said, though, it was a very, very fun versus. Uh, there was some very random appearances a la Nelly. I was like, what the hell Nelly doing here? He got a hot and hair off and then slid across the stage to go hug Ashanti. And Ashanti was definitely giving hello church hug she was not checking for anything that, I remember when, when Nelly came out and then Ashanti came out I said have they seen each other because they've been broken up for a little minute now and I'm like I don't know if they've been and I think she said they did a live uh, her Joe uh, Remy and uh, Ja Rule and she was like oh yeah I haven't seen him in like six or seven years like we don't speak that was my first time seeing him and 
they was like, oh, give him a chance. Give him a chance. Nelly's single now. And Ashanti was like, well, I ain't. So, yeah. Ashanti's over that guy. She's never going to, like, he done, he done played too much with her. Um, that was cool. Then at the end, they closed with New York and Jada Kiss came out. It was a really good versus. And I think uh, tw- uh, Triller posted the numbers and it was the most watched versus of all of them. Oh. I was like, interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. So... I was like, oh, it was really, I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed myself. Like Fat Joe played a lot of songs I had never heard before. So I was just kind of like, all right, boy. That's that. Who's that? (laughs) Where this lady going? (laughs) Uh, She better relax herself. (laughs) Relax. I'm sending her a text. Um, yeah, so that's that on that. Uh, moving on real quick, just new music. So, this oh, week, okay. uh, in new music, Cynthia Revo, uh, actress and singer, amazing, she's such an amazing singer. She put out her project, um, chapter one versus one. Um, Cynthia Revo, she did, I think she did like a concert at the Hollywood Bowl like a couple weeks ago to help promo this. So, popping. Pop and get into Cynthia. She'd be singing. Um, Lil Nas X gave the world Montero. He finally birthed it. Um, he had these like pregnancy, pregnancy things like going on the whole week and people were upset. He's degrading women. The boy trolls. Just leave him alone in the trolling. Like every, every bit of energy y'all give every time he trolls, it just spurs him on to troll more. <sighs> y'all be doing it to yourselves. We really have to go, Kristen. Yes. We're, we're like two and a half. Almost, two and a half? Almost, almost two hours and 20, 20 minutes. Oh, we got to move on. And then finally, uh, <laughs> Thames, uh, who we had as our featured artist on here a couple of weeks ago, she released If Orange Was a Place. So that's our new music. Get into it. There's, I'm giving you options, giving you things to listen to. Be blessed. I didn't think this podcast was going to be I this I was like, Kristen, we, we have to. That's, I told you before, I was like, we, we have to keep going. I know, I know, I know. I, know. Uh, I just saw a post pop up uh, from Michaela uh, following the story we were talking about with yeah. the Gabby Petito girl. So it looks like possibly she may be found. A body has been found and it might be her. So I guess we'll talk about it on next podcast if it, you know, if it does end up being her. I guess we'll, that'll be part of our conversation next week. But yeah, that's pretty much it, y'all. Um, we gonna head out of here because Mark said we've been on here for like over two hours, so we're gonna head out respectfully. All right. Until next time, we, we bid y'all adieu. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. It's hey. the All Love. No Fear Podcast. Check us out. It's the All Love. Oh, No Fear Podcast. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All Love. Oh, No Fear Podcast. Hey.